Hey, what's going on, everybody? Jesse James, Average Idiot. Eastern Kentucky's only, America's only AI-powered podcast, AI-powered platform. I am your host, Jesse James, the Average Idiot. Today on the show, we got Lawnscapes of America. You guys probably seen him on Instagram. He's got a YouTube channel, Virgil, and he's doing his thing. He sent me some stuff, which I really respect. He's a business-minded guy, the street sweeping guy, landscape guy. He pretty much does it all. If it comes to entrepreneurship, if it comes to business, he knows what it is. And with that, welcome to the show, Mr. Virgil. What's going on, Jesse? Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, excited, excited and talking to you, trying to set it up today. Today, before the show, I hit him up and said, hey, we got the set time, blah, blah, blah. And then Kayla wanted a pizza. <laughs> and that's kind of like how life works. So, I mean, yeah. schedule these things out, try to make them work. Uh, before we get into anything, before we get into anything, because I want to get your backstory, I want to get your street sweeping, I want to get everything. But I just got to tell you, uh, A, I appreciate everything you do as I follow you in the lives and stuff. I just picked up an X jet. You ever heard of an X jet for the pressure washing uh, world? Listen, I, I heard of it, but as everybody know, uh, well, a lot of people know. Once people start talking about power washing and house washing and, and soap washing, oh uh, yeah, listen, I'll fall asleep. I'll be right. passed out. You'll be talking. I'll be right. And there's nothing <laughs> no. wrong with that, but dude, like I thought it was kind of like a downstream injector, and I started washing my house, and I put way too much put way too much hot of a mix on there. So if anybody's watching, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Uh, links for your information will be in the in description below and below. And you guys can go back and watch my other videos and then watch me struggle with this new X-Jet. I appreciate you guys. And I also talked with um, Matt Longcare, a little guy. I talked to Spencer from SB Mowing. Those are really good interviews. I want you guys to go back and uh, let them play. Let them play. Need that watch time, dog. Need them hours, man. So you guys like to play in the background. So, Mr. Virgil, well, after I've plugged all my stuff, uh, I'll make sure your stuff's in the description below right here in the corner. You guys will see a little thing. And if not, I was too lazy to put it in. But in the description below, um, Longscape to America in, in, information will be there as well. So who are you? Where are you from? What what What's your story, bro? Well, um... I'm Virgil from Landscapes of America. Um, this is our third company. We, we sold two previous companies. Um, uh, basically, um, basically, like I don't know how far how far back you want me to go. Go basically, all the way, son. <laughs> well, let's see. When I was a teenager, I was homeless, living in a bus oh, shelter. God. Hell yeah! <laughs> I did not know that. So you didn't grow up with a silver spoon then. No, no, not at like all. There, there, there's two different guys in business. There's two different guys in entrepreneurship, guys that come from guys that come from business minded backgrounds and yeah. uh, come from not necessarily silver spoon. It's kind of derogatory and I'm not trying to be derogatory, yeah, yeah. but when you grow up in a, and this is what I want for my children. I want to be, I want to be able to um, build a business and then hand it over to my son and then let the kids run it. But um, and then there's also guys that, that's my story. And there's also guys that grow up and their dad's a contractor. They're going to grow yeah. up hiding how my son did. Now, from the sounds of it, you kind of had a rougher, rougher background now, huh? or do, or how'd that uh, work? Uh, uh, a little bit. Um, well, you know, uh, it, it, I, you know, we all, have, we all have a story, right? So yeah. I, you know, it was a little rough growing up. Um, I wanted to be homeless when I was a teenager. I was living in a, a bus shelter for a while and then Maybe maybe twice or three times I got kicked out of the, the the bus depot, so I would sleep in the um, in the you know where people would sit waiting for the bus. Yeah. And no one's bothering you because you're passed out. You know they don't yeah. know who you are. So 
Yeah, a lot of people don't just just being in that situation. I know what it, I know what it's like to be in an abandoned trailer uh, with yeah. no water, with no power. Uh, yeah. At my situation, I was strung out on drugs and didn't. Yeah. I didn't want tomorrow. I didn't. I did. I would look and I hear stories about people who would whatever, like fall out, overdose yeah. or whatever, and I say, "Lucky sons of bitches." Just because when it when it comes when life gets so bad to where you just don't give a f- don't care anymore. Yeah. And then that that's where and then quickly that's that's and everybody says, Well, why are you getting all religious all of a sudden? It's like it's not all of a sudden. Um yeah. I'm not religious all of a sudden. I'm just being a little more open with it. Because I've yeah. realized there's things in life to where, hey, when it says when it says love your enemies, that's not saying be huggy, lovey, and go kissing on your no, that just means forgiveness. And forgiveness is one of the things I couldn't do for myself. Forgiveness yeah. is things I couldn't do for people I uh, I still hold resentment today and i try really hard and what's really really hard in life is the greatest thing that the scripture can ever teach anybody is just being able to forgive them and that that's so hard but anyway so i did not know that about your backstory and you ain't got to dive deep into it but taking that it's hard to go from that to building um um, oh yeah uh, business oh yeah well i um yeah i was young man and then uh i uh i I knew i had to make a change and, and you know, do something, man, you know what I mean? So, you know, there's a lot more programs now, obviously, if you're homeless and newer back then. Yeah. And then, um, uh, mind you, I don't drink or smoke. I don't do, I've never done drugs. So, um, but I would watch small time little drug dealers, right? So I try to justify it to myself. Well, listen, if I just rob him, take his money, right. I'm doing something good, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I did that a few times. Um, let's see, I've been I've been shot, stabbed, busted over with a bat. Uh, yeah, not fun, man, not fun. But but how do I put this? I, I made some bank. And I was able to, I was able to take that money and, and kind kind of turn my life around. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so um, I'll, I'll just leave that part with that. Um, so. What gave you the idea to break into the green? And what what was your? Oh, I used to mow grass when I was a little kid in Brooklyn. I lived in Brooklyn. Believe it or not, this house with grass. I, I used to push a little real mower. I used to have to rake it up, bag it, and the lady would throw me down two cans of Coke or Pepsi. I used to hate it when she threw me down Coke because I used to hate it when she would throw me down the Coke because it was from my stomach. She would throw me down two cans of Pepsi, and one of them had rope band and a five dollar bill on it. Oh. So, yeah, so you, in you Brooklyn, took, they have like four family houses. It's like two apartments here, two apartments there. Or they'll have six family houses, which two, two, two. And they'll have small yards in the back. So, and the yards would face back to back. So I would just go there. Um, someone else used to do it. And then I was a young kid. And um, like when, when they would need like milk, she was an older lady. So when she needed milk or stuff, she would ask me. Hey, can you go to the store? I'm like, sure. So, you know, she lived like three houses or whatever. Anyway, so I used to love it. Like, I used to pass by cemeteries when I was a young kid. And for some reason back then, I loved the smell of fresh cut grass. To me, it smelled like watermelon, right? So, dude, I used to just love it. Every time cemetery cut, got, got the grass cut. And you can't even go in. Like, here, you can walk right into any cemetery. Oh, in Brooklyn... Yo, it's like massive steel bar. It's yo, you, it's like Fort Knox trying to get into a cemetery. <laughs> right. So you're literally trying to 
squeeze your head in. And, uh, you know, I loved it, man. I was a little kid. Anyway, um, I, I got my life together. Right. You, know, you know what I mean? And then uh, a lot of distractions along the way. And then uh, um, I met my first wife, right? And uh, I'll tell you what, if I didn't get married, I probably would be in jail a lot or dead. You know what I mean? Did uh, you take uh, any skill set? Um, obviously, you de- you became an entrepreneur uh, in oh, your yeah. wilder days. Oh, yeah. Back of a better term. Now, yeah. you, but you also, whenever you got your life straight and you got married, yeah. um, you realized, I don't want to live. I don't want to be that kind of business owner. Uh, yeah. But I do have a certain skill set that I had from when I was a kid, and that applies to the green industry. Did you utilize that in, your, in, in terms of your first marriage, or was you like working in a factory? Or no, no, I, I was actually um, I got a job as a uh, I worked my way up. There's a company called Paper Enterprise. I think they merged with Consolidated Freight over in the Bronx, and uh, I went from warehouse manager to operations manager, and I was I was making bank back then, man. My 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 oldest. She was just born, actually, when I got that job. And um, um, beepers started coming out, mm. right? The whole pagers, the beepers, the alpha pagers. And a buddy, a really close friend of mine, he got in it. And I'm watching him, his struggles. Selling pagers. And, I'm sorry. Yeah, selling pagers, beepers. Uh, and back then, it wasn't even... Before Verizon, it was it was Belt Landing. Before Belt Landing, it was actually 9X. And um, he was selling 9X, and he just started selling uh, uh, Nextel. Nextel, you didn't need a storefront to sell Nextel. You know what I mean? You signed, as long as you had a sales tax, like, you know, full ID and paperwork, you know, you're in. So um, anyway, um, I was like, so I was looking at how he was doing it and how other guys were doing it with beepers. And it was just like pretty much just a product on the shelf with some service. If someone came in looking for it or habits come into your store, look for it, then they would buy it. So me, I'm like, you know what? Pagers and the next tall radio is really more for businesses, right? So I was like, you know, the everyday contractor uh, doesn't have, they're, they're busy working all day, you know what I mean? And a lot of times the wives are the ones on, on the back end, ordering the cell phones, the equipment or whatever, right? So, and, and I also noticed that contractors would have to get to the store before the store closes to get a beeper or a cell phone. Was right? you still this working work, at the uh, paper place at this time? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I was just helping, it's just my, I watched my friend okay, at, okay. at his store. So your wheels so, are turning. That's okay. Your oh, wheels yeah. are turning. Okay. Okay. That yep. makes sense. That makes sense. So I'm like, you know what? I bet you if I do this part time, um, all I would want to do is just go after businesses. Right. So talk to someone from Miami about it. And, um, you know, he goes, you know, how about, you know, you, you run your numbers through me. I'll, I'll process the applications for you and, you know, and then and see if you like it or not. And um, the agreement was he was going to take a small cut of the commission. Some phones are really expensive. Well, just now because of um, the no contracts now, but before there was contracts, right? So um, commissions were ridiculously high. You know, Verizon's basic plan for basic 39.99 plan for a two-year contract 
you were getting paid two fifty two hundred fifty dollars a line. Oh, plus wow. residual. But cell phones are expensive. People don't realize it. A dealer might be paying the, the phone that you see in the store, like even now, the, the, the phone they see in the store with service that might be going for like 200 bucks, that dealer probably be probably paid between four and 500. That's why you have insurance off of cell phones, you know what I mean, to offset the cost of the phone. And that's why you have, uh, that's why they have such a high commission. So anyway, Singular, I don't know if you remember Singular. Singular, when they came from down south up here, they were paying close to $450 commissions per line. So anyway, um, that's what I started doing. I started going after um, I, I, the Yelp the, the page. They were sending me the L pages. So I went through the L pages. I went after every contractor, every carpenter, every concrete guy, every electrician, everyone. And a lot of guys... A lot of concrete guys, I would just drop off flyers that I made and they were like, you know, whatever. But what I started doing was I would just stop, I would bring donuts, right? Like, hey, just want, I'm in the neighborhood, just want to stop by and say thank you, you know, for at least hearing me out. And I would just drop them off. So you were learning your sales techniques yes. on the fly then? So you're yes. Learning. Okay. But to me, and I know some people don't agree with it, uh, there's got to be in it for somebody. There's got to be an incentive. So I got to be able to bribe them without money. What can I give them so they'll get my attention? Because you need attention. I don't care what you do in life, you need attention. Are you going to hear the person in sales going, hey, hey? Or are you going to get the person that says, hey? You're going to turn around then, right? Right. So I real quick, real quick. I want to interject on that because that's beautiful that you say that. Uh, I, that's beautiful you say it because whenever I was just a powder coat technician, I would go out mm -hmm. to the assembly line and- yep. I would get my way a lot of times. These are things that I learned from a true leader. I had a, I've only had one other true leader in my life. He was my supervisor. I'd run through a wall for this guy, but mm -hmm. he kind of taught me these different. Well, now I know I'm a sales techniques, but I would go out to the uh, bosses on the assembly line and they was, they would reject everything from every other paint guy, paint leader. I was like a, a little lower tier leader in a paint room. Well, in order for me to get my lawnmower decks pushed through and get painted to get onto the assembly line, get out box and ship. I would show up with uh, either something from the vending machine, uh, Mountain Dew or something. And I say, hey, you're doing it. And then they knew when I was coming up, I was going to oh, yeah. give them. It'd be like a dollar. But I'm only spending a dollar or two, maybe once a week, maybe once every three weeks. But I didn't get rejected. And I didn't have to deal with, hey, why is your defect sheet X, Y, and Z? And come to think about it, that's something that looking back now, I've utilized a lot of what I've learned inside factories in my sales techniques or in my YouTube techniques, because even on YouTube, if I can't offer you something that you want, you're not going to listen. That's exactly what you're saying. There's incentive. Everything's incentive-based. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything's incentive-based. Go back. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. That's all right. So um, that was my thing. You, you know what I mean? Um, I would just drop off donuts and then uh and coffee and say hey i just want to say thank you and my biggest thing was i just want to say thank you for just hearing me out that's it you know what I mean? I, I, i'm down the street and i would always drop off a flyer with it but my flyers right i wanted my flyers to be different you know my flyer was a menu every cell phone the everything was on there pricing everything so there was no reason for you to say well how much is it really or how much is, no, there's no guessing. Tells you all the phones, all the pricing, and uh, of the unit, 
and which Verizon, well, not it's not Verizon, they frown upon you giving away the car charger and, and headsets, right, back then. I gave it away for free anyway, because I, I, I was buying it in bulk in little bags. I was buying it for like a dollar, dollar fifty wow. a piece. So the accessories are so cheap. Anyway, I um so um and, and then I found another company where I, I could buy the packaging, the blister pack, and I had my, my own little packaging. So I would just move the bag from the box into my own packaging, mm-hmm. and it looked like everything because it started off as Nicole's paging. Because I, I had dealt my oldest, right? And then I had another kid. Guess what? I had another girl. So I changed it to, I changed the whole company to two girls paging the cellular, right? So I um so I changed and it's just a little te- piece of paper. You you literally goes in and out of the blister pack. It, the packaging was so it simple. Anyway, yeah. um I, I would give it off, I would always offer it for free, and you would almost never see it for free. Right, because everybody wanted 20 bucks, 15 to 20 bucks for car charger, 15 to 20 bucks for a headset, right? Uh, and and back then everybody was wearing the built the the leather case. Everybody had a leather case on their phone with a, with a belt clip on it. Yeah. Guess what? I was giving it away for free. So, oh yeah, I gave away literally with every with every new, not upgrades, with every new activation, didn't matter what plan, with every new activation, you got a free car charger, a free headset, and a leather case. Right. Good. You're looking at a picture. Oh yeah, I'm I'm saving you sixty bucks right there. So hello, you better be calling Virgil. <laughs> so anyway, um, that was my niche. I would, and that's all I went after. So anyway, I was getting so busy, and my friend Mario was like, "Listen, he wanted to open up a separate store, and he wanted me to run his store because of my numbers, because the store he was doing couldn't can't, couldn't run the, the volume, right?" So I'm like, "Ma'am." not what i want to do that's not what i want to do so um uh our next rep came by one time and he wanted to know from mara hey how you guys running so many numbers and then mara's like oh you know my friend virgil you know i mean we grew up together yada yada and um and so anyway we're sitting down and next to the guy's like listen um i got an opportunity for you why don't you you know open up you know open up your own shop then you know what I mean? Because Mario didn't want to really go after businesses anymore. He thought because we already, I already got the businesses to, to run the numbers, that that would be good. You would just get the, the residual off of it. You know what I mean? They'll come in for upgrades or maybe they'll get a family member, right? I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go after every, all the businesses I left that I, I gave you a list of. I want to go after every business, every contractor of any type of contractor in the five boroughs. That's what I wanted. Right. You wanted to That's take over. Want. I'm sorry? You wanted to take over. Oh, yeah. The whole five boroughs. I wanted, I wanted, I didn't even care about sales-wise to, to take over because I know it's impossible, but I wanted everyone to know who I was. I wanted everyone, I wanted my name to be synonymous with cell phone. Hey, need a cell phone? All right, well, let me call Virgil real quick. We'll drop off four. I just got to fill out the application. Because you remember some with businesses, with walking, you get one person, right? With businesses, I'm reaching how many people at one time? Multiple. Right. And that's what you want to get, especially to get residual in the wireless business. To get residual, that's what you want. Because you need at least 50 numbers a quarter, new, not upgrades, to get five to five to ten percent residual of everyone's bill. That's not a bank. So my friend Mario's like, no, I, I don't want to do all that. I just want to I, I just want like family and friends from the, the people that you got already. That that's 
to me, to me, that was like small thinking. That's not what I want to do. Because I knew long term that what was going to dry up. Right. And that's where you have to think. Even when I don't care what business that you you get into, what, what field you get into, there has to be a law, an, an end game. Where you, what, what's going to happen here? You can retire off this. You, are you building it? But my mentality is over as a lot of times is I want to just build something to sell it. So you need to figure out what your end game is. How, I mean, how, you know, you got to think, well, how old am I? How long is my business going to last? How long is the service that I'm offering going to last? Is it going to be around in 10 years? Because you got to remember, if you have your family, you got to feed, right? So you got to think 10, 15 years from now. Like now, stuff that we're working on now, we're working on for, for 2023. I'm not even worried about this year anymore because everything's already set in place. I'm worried about contracts. All the contracts that I'm, I'm looking at now are for, are for 2023. Wow. Yeah. 2022 is already set in place already. We're, we're in April. So it, it's, and, and, I, and, I, and I feel that people need to think that because you need to figure out, hey, what, what, what's going to happen here? There's got to be some kind of end game. Your future, your family's future, your kid's future, what if God forbid you break your leg or whatever? There's got to be something there. Yeah, you know what I mean. If there is it, then why are you doing this? Why are you on this on this wheel just pedaling your feet? You know what I mean. It, to me, it makes no sense. So, but for some people, if, if that's what they're happy with, then you know what? God bless you. All the power to you. It's not for me. You know what I mean. I, I don't want to be that old person in the nursing home, right? Because they see they say the cemetery is the richest place in the world because so many ideas die oh. in the cemetery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Think about it. I, I heard the story so many times where, you know, like like all your ideas come out uh, when you're on your deathbed saying it's your fault because of you. I never I never became something. Wow. Well, let me interject there because I I journal. I journal like daily, whatever. But I, yeah. I, I love to take a journal and same way with the YouTube vlogs is somewhat of a journal too. But I was talking about in uh, from... 321 from 321 i was i was talking that when you're in business and when you're in business everybody around you that doesn't know how to have, run a business that has never been in business never, doesn't even have the gumption to start a business they're all going to have ideas they're all going to dictate how you should do it uh whether oh. it's them out of love out of family we're talking friends and family out of love they're going to tell you what to do, what not to do, how to do it, because they, you know, they, I don't know, for some reason, yeah. But that 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 just kind of brought that to mind, that family coming and friends coming and telling you how to do something. We get in business because, well, most of us get in business because, well, we, we don't have a choice, right? We need to eat and feed our families, you know, you know what I mean? Um, no one wants to, listen, I've been on the broke train. I don't want to be on the broke train anymore. You know, you know what I mean? Because um, it's not just me. You have families. I mean, this is, and I, I spoke about this with so many people. You know, entrepreneurship is tough. You know what I mean? Especially when you're the sole provider because you're dealing with, oh shit, you know what I mean? How are you going to feed your family? You got your, your wife or your significant other say, hey, listen, we got to pay for this. How are we going to pay for that this week? You know what I mean? So suicide is ridiculously high in entrepreneurship, especially when, when there's only one person bringing in income in the family. You know, because you remember something. Everything's on you. The bills, everything. Everybody's on you. How are you going to feed you? What if somebody gets sick? What if God, something breaks down? 
something always happens. Something right? always happens. So, so it, the stress is unreal when you're on when you're an entrepreneur. And and, and I think so, I think a lot of people don't get that. You know what I mean? They're so in, they're they're so in love with the idea of entrepreneurship because right now entrepreneurship is kind of cool, right? But they don't realize the pain, the pain that comes with it, especially. Listen, I'm all for jumping in. I'm all for the saying where it says burn the ships. I don't know if you know the saying about burning the ships. Yeah, there ain't no turning back. Yeah, ain't no turning back, brother. So I'm all for that. However, you better have a, a game plan for a nest day. Oh, so there's got to be some kind of cash flow coming in. Because if there's no cash flow coming in and you jump into entrepreneurship, guess what? You're, in a lot, you're, you're going to experience a lot of pain. And now, if you're not by yourself and you have family, guess what? You just drug your family into that pain. Yeah. So you need to figure out a cash flow to cover your ass or have some kind of nest egg. You know what I mean? To go or have to have some kind of transition to go from one to the other. You that's need to have a solid game plan. That's a great point because uh, that's exactly what uh, I did with, with my family. I drug them right down in the muck and the mire yeah. uh, uh, with when my ego got expanded because, and this is a, what, what I want to divert and ask you on mm -hmm. is um, employees because whenever I was bringing people in, uh, employees, let's use that term loosely. I'm not saying it was all, yeah. a lot of it was cash money. A lot of it was, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. That's what I did. Um, and so, uh, like I was 1099 and some got one. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 go back that. we'll go back to that. Go ahead. Well, I took on their life and their friends yeah. and their, I took on their family. I took on their responsibility. I put it on my shoulder because I had a, I had a piece of paper but I didn't see the black swan event of COVID. Uh, yeah. I didn't have a nest egg. My ego was so big to where there was no, everybody wanted me, but no yeah, one, yeah, yeah. no, no one. Oh, yeah. It just, I just happened to have, this is why I also, I often talk about like the tower of Babel. And I felt like, I felt like I was Nimrod, the man of renown building this huge tower, but I didn't put God first, or I didn't put my family first. I thought I could do it yeah. all alone. And then just a stiff breeze from above can just knock it all over. So that whenever I was building my empire, I didn't realize how fragile the foundation was. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. What do you think whenever you're a new guy? Let's, well, 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 I'm going to come back to that a second. Well, you, let's say when you're new in business, when you were new in mm -hmm. business or anybody new in business, <clears throat> what do you think about guys that are uh, bringing in employees or helpers or whatever? Let's just use employees for the basic term. And understanding that they got to take on that person's life too and their lifestyle as well. Because you got to treat them good to be a good leader, right? Oh, oh yeah. Look, listen, I, I, my wife and I, you know, we, we, we would go back and forth on this. Um, you know, at one point we had close to a little over 50 employees. You know, actually, one year we actually, I think we had more, more employees for plowing for the winter than we did for the rest of the season. But um, um, you got to treat, you gotta treat your employees right, man. I mean, um, we we treated almost everyone close to like almost family. You know what I mean? Uh, there's one person that's in my life now. He's on my Instagram. He's on my Facebook. Um, his name is Markwell. Uh, dude, he is he's part of my family. You know what I mean? Uh, I, put it this way: I will take his opinion over any customer. All right. Not so much. I trust this guy with my family. You know what I mean? If I needed my kids to live with somewhere, drop to somewhere in another state, another country, guess what? I have no problem. My call taking them. 
You know, and my kids, my, my my kids are older now, but even now they feel the same way about him. You know what I mean? So he, um, did you pick him up as like one of your first employees in or? Yeah, we, yeah, we, we met, we, we met a while back, you know, when we got into the lawn care plowing business, when I got out of the wireless, I got out of the wireless business, uh, that actually grew to three stores. We had two next door stores that, and then we had a, uh, uh, the two next door stores sold Boost and at and Right. And um, we didn't do T-Mobile, but we met the founders of how T-Mobile started. You know, we, I, I met the guy who, who started Boost. He didn't even realize how Boost was like, is part of Nextel. But a guy went up, I'll make a long story short, a guy on the West Coast went up to Nextel and said, listen, I want to develop a program and cell phones just for kids. The kids are allowed to skateboard and surf. So Nextel says, okay, we'll sell you the airtime and we'll work on the packaging with you, but you got to keep it on the West Coast. So if you were on the East Coast, right, the only way you could buy those Boost phones, which were Nextel phones, but they had beautiful screens and shit, even the packaging was great, you'd have to go to a skateboard shop here on the, on the East Coast, and your phone number was a West Coast phone number. But the phone was cool. The graphics were cool. Oh, yo, Boost. I mean, they really hooked it up. The guy who started Boost. Anyway, I'll fast forward a couple of years. He wound up selling it back to Nextel. And then he was, he was supposed to stay on the board. Nextel just pushed him out. They just pushed him out. And then it, and then it became, once Nextel pushed him out, they waited a little bit because even we were like, well, what are they going to do with Boost? Because now we had quite a few customers. The profit margin is not that high. Your profit margin on prepaid is horrible. The cell phone industry now, profit margin is like buying your, your everyday electronic device. You buy it for X amount, you mark it up, and you make your, your little 10 to Cell phone business back then, yo, you were making bank. Right. So, I mean, even on beepers alone, here, a little side note again, on beepers alone, right? We were paying $1.50 a month per number with voicemail. We were charging between $10 to $12 a month oh, with voicemail. Yeah. Wow. So think about 90, it. 92%. Let's, let's say you're making $7 a month of every beeper, and you've got 1,000 customers. How much money you got coming in? Get a thousand customers. Let's say you only have a hundred. Hitting a hundred customers on beepers is not that hard, right? Let's say it took you a year to sell a hundred beepers, right? Back then, to get seven hundred to a thousand dollars a month just for nothing. Back then, that was a lot of money back then. So oh, that's still really good money. Now I wanted a pager so bad in high school. Oh, right. oh yeah. My buddy so anyway, had one. He'd flat. Long story short, I wound up getting divorced. I'd sell everything. So anyway. But uh, but before I sold, I got into I got into the lawn care business. And um only commercial. And um I uh and it just so happens where one of my well, I had quite a few customers that owned lawn care companies up there. They were small companies. And uh, same thing, I didn't want to do residential. I just wanted to go out to businesses. So um, before, I knew a couple of guys that wanted out, right? And and I was like, you know, I need to, I need to learn more about the lawn care business. You know what I mean? So uh, anyway, long story short, I wound up getting a job at, um, I, I wanted to get a job at True Green. I was there for a while. I got a job at Natural Lawn of America. Now, mind you, I only got the job there because I wanted to know if their products were proprietary. Right. They're not. I want to know what their process was. So I know not to screw it up. So I know how to do it properly. Think about it. I'm getting paid 
for education. You get training. Yeah. You know what I mean? Win win. So um, that was my that was my way in. I'm like, this. I need to learn this better. Who who better learn it from? Somebody's going to pay me to learn it. Right. You know, it's like getting an internship. So anyway, um, we got in it. Um, I, I learned real quick that when you start doing condo associations and stuff, uh, not that the ones that are run by property management companies, but the ones that are owned by small real estate companies, everybody, everybody on the board has their hand out. Because it's always the, it's, it's usually, it's board members that decide, they vote on what contracts are get, given out, right? So your average condo complex, like one that we did, uh, almost, uh, you really want multi-year contracts. So like the one that we did last year, so well, probably two years ago now. Anyway, you're mowing from March to November. You're not plowing. You're mowing, you're mulching, and you're changing the flowers five times a year. You're subbing out your fur weed control. You're subbing that out to true green, right? So forget the fur part for a minute. Right. Just for mowing, mulching, doing the flowers, trimming the hedges two times a year, and you're changing the flowers at both entrances and at the uh, entranceway to the leasing office, right? You're looking at on like Rolling Hills in Monroe, if you look that one up, uh, that property up there, that was 93,000 a year. So you, you're there for, you're there for six, we're there six hours a day, six hours, six hours, one day a week. Six hours, one day a week, yeah. Well, that's kind of, that, that's why I get jumped into the cemetery when on, on my YouTube channel, everybody, yeah. you know, what I didn't realize, and, and this is what I want to touch with you too, is entrepreneurship for the, the average Joe YouTube influence is, can everybody yeah. be an entrepreneur? But before that, I thought I could be a great entrepreneur. This is where my ego blew up because I got this cemetery and I did it. I got yeah. it with, with one thing I learned quick is Commercial rates and residential rates are a lot different, especially when you come oh, yeah. to volume. Volume size, you got 31 acres, 91 total split between three different companies. Well, I thought it was going to be like 125 an acre, somewhere around that. It actually turned out to be like 60 an acre to be more competitive. So, but I made really, really good money. I was making like 1500 bucks a week off one account. I was there three days at eight hours, about eight hours a day. Still a lot of time, but the money was there. Then I took on these schools i got a random phone call mm -hmm. i guess the last landscaper jumped out so i got when i got this random phone call for these schools schools are like an hour and something away hour drive away well, but yeah. you know i bet i learned so much falling on my face and that's where i want to transition into the next question can everybody be an entrepreneur we see all these youtube channels my youtube channel everybody else's youtube channel that it's easy that lawn care everybody does it as a kid uh landscaping throwing some mulch down learning as you go maybe get a job at like some landscape company you learn but not everybody has that mindset or the leadership capability and skills entrepreneurship is not for everyone you know what i mean we we fan a lot of people fantasize the idea of you know and i i, I want to be a business owner you know, i don't want to work for somebody no more unfortunately a lot of a lot i'm not saying most but some of these people that that want to become entrepreneurs really should just be employees Maybe high-level employees, maybe at a management level. What they call in they, intra intrapreneurs, something like yeah, that. Yeah, because they don't, it, it's the pain that you got to deal with. You, you know what I mean? Whether if you're like I said, if you're the solo guy and you're you're an entrepreneur, and um, uh, if, if you if you're if you're the only employee, uh, if that's and and you're the only 
family member, that's one thing, right? But if you have family depending on you, guess what? That's a lot of weight on your shoulders, not including all the drama and all the problems that have you with the business end. Because think about it, you have all these problems, whether you're solo and you're only doing residential or you're doing business or you're doing, I mean, commercial sites. Think about it. Things pop up on the, on the business end, whether it be equipment, customer complaints, callbacks, and then you have stuff at home, right? You have a lot you have to juggle. You start compounding bills into it because you're the only source of income coming in. You know, that, that's a lot. That's a lot of pain. A lot of pain for you, a lot of pain for your family. So I, I don't think entrepreneurs is, is for everyone. I, you know what I mean? Like I said. I agree with that. Uh, that's a kind of a message. And that's kind of where I want to take my channel too is, exp- and I, I dwell on a lot of the um, the hardships of business because that's the reality that I face and, and yeah. whatever a lot into it. But um that's so true. I, and that's why I didn't hesitate to jump back into working in a factory, kind of reset and evaluate where I want to go. Cause I don't think that I'm the best business minded person. I'm a, I, I love sales. I love, I try to be a great leader, but then we're, I'm, this is things I'm evaluating in my own life to where I can probably first, I'm not talking about the solo guy in a truck going out and making some money. I'm talking about from the guy that's like what Mike Andes is doing or what you've mm-hmm. done or someone mm-hmm. who could, delegate properly and moves these are things i've really got to learn where youtube you look at it you look at youtube you watch the big channels let's say like the gary v of leadership and business <laughs> gary v is going to tell you hustle 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 grind 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 don't eat don't eat don't sleep no one needs none of that it's like okay <laughs> but where are you at present in your family that's yeah. good messages that's going to all these seminars and reading all these freaking guru books that's great okay that's going to pump you up but is that a false sense of ambition or is that a true sense of ambition are you present with your family are you present are you being a good husband a good father because most why do we start a business in the first place what's the point if you're just gonna think people i think people need to figure out what their game plan is what the end game is because if and all depends on what business you're in um because sometimes um, in order to reach that goal, there's got to be sacrifices and there's got to be pain. Right. So where do you want to take your business? What's your end goal? Where are you taking this business to? Is there, is there a, a pot of gold in there? I mean, you, you're trying to grow it just to buy a house or you trying to grow it because you want a future for your kids? You know, what's the reason of you being in that business? Right. What's the reason? Is it, it you just need extra money? And then obviously, if you want to create something really huge, um, there's a couple of factors involved. You know what I mean? Is, is your significant other on board? Is 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 your because I'll tell you right now, if she's not, that can create some problems. You know what I mean? We got into street sweeping only because that bit constantly came up. It constantly came up because we we did, we did mostly commercial, right? It constantly came up. So when we we had an offer sell, we didn't take it, and then. There was always like employee stuff going on, and we were dealing with a lot of property management companies. And unfortunately, unfortunately, with, with, with some property management companies out there, they don't pay and they don't pay right away, or, or they pay you in, in drips because in their contracts, it clearly states, and a lot of them have the same verbiage, it clearly states in the contract that they have the right not to pay you until their client pays you, right? So now the problem becomes, well, when we had the, like for a while, when I, when I met Mark Well, 
all we were doing was, well, the chunk of our, our customers was Verizon and CVSs. That's it. When I say Verizon, not the stores, I mean the actual buildings where your, your FIOS and your phone lines went through. So uh, that was real simple for us to do. So, um, and, and a shitload of CVSs. Yeah, when you do CVSs, I'll, I'll try to find it. I, I've shown it before in my life. You get, you get you request what's called an RFP, request for proposal. So basically, it'll be like 10 pages, right? And it'll list the address, uh, where they are, what services are for that particular area, whatever. And with CVS, it's a la carte and it's app-based. So basically, and the app has a geofence. So when you got there, your employees would have to log in. And it pretty much told, would let you know, you know, the driver would have to pick up which CBS he was at, but pretty much it was on point. Right. And then you take pictures before and after. If you're mowing, take pictures before and after. If you if it was plowing, it had a different option. How many inches? Pictures of sidewalk, they do the sidewalk, the, the parking lot, whatever. Or if it was de-icing, and you just take pictures and you would submit it. And you have to submit it, the app, because you have to get paid. If they don't do the app, you're not getting paid. And what do you do? You have to hold your driver accountable. You need to make that sure. You need to make that ridiculously important when you get into that game because your drivers have to be, have to know that, listen, if you don't, you can plow it, make it look beautiful. But if you don't do the app, guess what? We're not getting paid. Right. We have a problem. Yeah. You need to hold some, that there has to be accountability. And then there are obviously write ups. And then, and then the problem is you need to have good record keeping because a lot of times we wouldn't get notified like a month later from CVS. Hey, this site, we, we didn't get it from here. What the hell remember what happened yesterday? Now you asked me about a month ago. So, wow. Yeah. So anyway, so there's good and bad property management companies. Unfortunately, right now, it, it's 2022. Uh, it seems like there's more bad property management companies than good. Um, I, I know that uh, Johnny Moe is not a fan of property management companies, and I can understand why. You know what I mean? I can see why it, it puts a bad taste on a guy's mouth. Speaking of speaking of snow plowing, I got it. I almost got my ass kicked one time by a snow plow guy. I got a call from a property management company doing healthcare, uh, like old people home type things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I needed some money. I got a phone call. I shot him a rate. And then I said I can do it right now for a premium oh. price. And I thought I was being slick and sly. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was able to squeeze them in. I was sitting at home, not doing nothing, but I, yeah, yeah. well, I get there, I get the property done. I go to fill it out. And then uh, a guy pulls in behind me with his truck, big plow, nice truck, big, big one ton truck. And he gets out and starts yelling and screaming at me. And I think I got some of it on video, but I was like, dude, I didn't realize what was going on because he was having issues getting payment from them. So what they do, they just cut them out. And then they turn around. I didn't even get paid for that service. It was like four months or so. And I was on it. Like every week I'd send the same email. Then I, then yeah. they started telling me to go talk to this person and this person and this person. And dude, I felt, I felt like, A, I felt this small for taking somebody else's work. I didn't, and he knew what it was after we figured it out that I didn't just undercut him. I got the phone call. Told him, and like he ended up feeling bad for me. He was in there yelling and screaming at them guys. And I just, well, yeah. I, I backed out, but I understand because I didn't even get, they kept telling me that I was going to get paid by the end of the week. That's what they kept promising me. They said, this guy was crazy and this and that. I was in the same boat as that guy. And then I 
you know, whatever. I ended up washing my hands. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And those stories are, are you prepared as a business owner to not get oh, paid yeah. for 90 days? And you, I wasn't. What ifs? All right. So if we don't get paid after 60 days, 90 days, what's our next step as Jesse's lawn long care? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You need to put procedures in place. Make get yourself a I have a shitload of binders. I'll show you. Make the binders, go on Word, put the thing in front of it, call it a day. Make that your binder, put it in your truck or your office or whatever. Like we have um, MSD books that we always carry for chemical chemicals and shit. So you got to have it in your truck, it's got the spill or whatever. But um, I, I caught something that you said there caught my attention. You, you said um, you, you felt bad, right, for, for the customer. Yeah. <clears throat> I've heard this on, on, on other long care guys saying, well, you know, uh, I, I don't take work from other lawn care guys. Listen, just my opinion, right? Right, right. First of all, F all, I don't want to say that, I don't want the kids watching, but F all those other lawn care guys, you know what I'm saying? They're not paying your bills. Right. They're not feeding your family. They're not making your truck payment, your car payment, your mortgage, your rent, your old lady, your girlfriend on the side. They ain't giving you the money, right? Guess what? When you're doing door hangers in EDDM, they, what if they have a long kill guy and they took your postcard and they hired you? What did you just do? You just contradicted yourself. You just took someone else's work. Why? Because you probably had pricing on that EDDM or that door hanger. And they said, hey, you know what? Jesse's cheaper than this guy. Right. You know what? Let's fire let's fire Johnny Moe. We're going to hire Jesse because Jesse's $10 cheaper and he's giving us the same amount and we're on a fixed income. You know what? Jesse, come on. True. And that's a great point because uh, I also want to talk about clients aren't your friends. And that's something that I struggled with. And they're not. Yeah, I struggle with that too because I got all the sad, sap stories and I'm not trying to pile on, but this go around, I qualify. Well, I'm working on qualifying people getting in. Like if you, if, if your house is filthy and your driveway, for example, if your house is filthy and your driveway is filthy, but you only have money for me to only do your driveway. I just don't want my business to do that. How am I, yeah. how am I able to walk away from it? Well, A, I'm still working at a factory rebuilding, but I want to set standards for yeah. what I'm redoing this time. These are lessons that I didn't know. The, yeah. These are lessons that I didn't know, you know, before, like I, I would get these stories. Oh, you know, my Billy got hurt and broke his like, well, I thought these guys are my friends, these clients, these yeah. are just customers. But the thing is, bam, Hey, uh, that landscape project, you told so-and-so do can do this. And it's like, I thought we were, I thought we were tight. Yeah, we're not tight. No, it's business. No, no, it is strictly business. Yeah, they might come out. They might give you a, a birthday card. Like we, we, like I used to bust my claws chops all the time because for some reason, like we do a lot of house on golf courses. Yo, the ladies love Mark Claw, man. You know what I mean? He's like, the forbid- I tell him all the time, you like the forbidden fruit over here. <laughs> yo, yo, we come outside, we got like beautiful cinnamon buns one day on, on the mowers and shit. You know, he's in the trailer, he's got a bunch of houses at one time. They're coming up to me, hey, you think he can come over and, you know, readjust my curtains or do this or do that? So every time he's missing, I'm like, yo. Yeah. Let me smell your hand. Where were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but. There's no loyalty there, man. You know, you know what I mean? I don't care how nice the customer is. Um, sometimes you got to remember something. Life happens to them as well. Yeah. They, they lose their job, lose their income, they get hurt, they get sick. 
uh, whatever, or they or they want the kid to do it because they want the kid to learn responsibilities, or maybe the husband or the wife decides, you know what, I watch Long Care Nut and I love the way he does his lawns. I can learn a Long Care Nut. I'm just gonna do it. I'll follow his step program. A lot of his cool season or southern season program, or uh, GCI turf. Another great guy. Um, you know, dude, you, you can learn so much from those two guys. Um, and uh, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, I, I came home there from sweet sweeping, right? I'm talking to a friend of mine. I just get home. My I don't get a lot of sleep, so I get home. It's like six in the morning, and I'm washing up. I'm laying down. It's like seven in the morning. I had to get up at 11. So I knew I was getting four hours of sleep. So I'm good. As long as I know my rules, my parameters, that's it, right? I'm getting text messages at seven and change in the morning from my customers. Hey, Robert, I want to, I want to do this this year. You know, what about this? They send me pictures from Lowe's. They're on Lowe's. Send me pictures. All I want to do is sleep, right? So I'm like, shoot. So I get up. I'm, I'm, I'm half asleep. I didn't even sleep. I'm like half, you know what I mean? I'm trying to focus on the pictures. I'm staring at the pictures. I'm like, I'm trying to like, what the hell am I staring at here? Yeah. So, yo, so I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't go back to sleep yet because I'm trying to help my customers out. And it's not the same thing. Another one, another one. I'm like, oh. yeah. But it's a beautiful day outside. Customers outside, they're, they're, yo, they're, they're doing their own shit. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So, you know, and of course, me, I tell my customers all the time, listen. If there's an issue, something you want to learn, you want to do, just let me know. Hit me up. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, that's a good. That's a good point because the package that you sent me, uh, me, yeah. me and my wife was looking through it. My fiance, rather, we was looking through it, and I was like, wow, like just a, it's a business scripts, yeah. business, like how to upsell the aeration, why upsell the aeration, what happens? If, I don't know. I don't want to give a lot away. I mean, that's something you're gonna put together later. Yeah, you know, that's I, all right. You can talk I, about I, it, dude. It's it's awesome because these are. These are things that I didn't really know to sell. Yeah, it's. I look at it as I say, I'm gonna stay in their pocket, and that's the feeling that I got when I was reading it. Is because you, if you're not in their pocket, well, you're not getting paid. You know, at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. So that's when I was when I was flipping through and the reasonings and how to lock it in. It's in the at the bottom and in, in bold parentheses. It said, uh, uh, "Say okay, good. So you already understand the importance." of a core aeration overseed or you already good that yes you understand yes we did do it last year boom you already understand we're going to go ahead and schedule you now pressure sales technique sales sales is something that i think is a scary word or especially in the youtube realm or any anybody who doesn't deal with sales is a scary tacky nasty topic no one likes a salesman no one likes a lawyer so these certain things like door-to-door sales is probably uh if you're working on a neighbor's house, you run over yeah. the street, they see something done, more likely you're going to close that, but meeting somebody. Sales is important, very important, especially but, with your own client. But I, and I hear a lot, I've heard a lot over the years that, you know, I don't know if I'm not into sales because it was hard in the beginning us trying to figure out how do we put a sales team together? You know what I mean? We had one person, me. And then we, we uh, how do we do it? How do we put this together? You know? And then, and, and I used to hear a lot, well, I don't know, I'm not really a salesperson. I don't know if I can do this, right? Listen, we sell every day, right? You sold yourself for, for your fiance to, to date you, right? right? You, you sold yourself to your parents. Mommy, mommy, I want this candy. Mommy, mommy, I want this drink. Guess what, what were you doing? You were selling. You know what I mean? To, when you applied for the job where you are, guess what? You were selling yourself to get that job, were you not? They were asking you questions. They were trying to qualify, right? And you, you were just trying, 
It's a, it was a sales process if you think about it. You know what I mean? People just, they need to look at it that way. We constantly sell throughout the day. We're selling something. Might not be for money. Right. Or you know what I mean? But we sold to get something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I tried selling myself. Listen, I stalked my wife. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm like, oh, you know, but and now it's the other way around. You know what I mean? <clears throat> you know, I didn't have a choice to get married here. It was a shocking wedding. <laughs> well, th and, that, and that's so true. The sales, that's where I'm looking at uh, the uh, different tactics of me starting this next business venture, how I'm kind yeah, of going about it. And am I doing it the right way, wrong way? I'm probably doing it through a lot of the wrong ways, but it's okay because I'm starting to learn a lot uh, with it. Uh, so, which is yeah. really good. But what Listen, about rate minimum with, with whenever you're doing it? Go ahead. With sales, one thing that's really important is follow up. Yeah, I did, I did that message today. I'm sorry. I got, I was so nervous on a, a message today because the email they said, you know, they could, can you give us a quote? And I wasn't, I was like, yeah, I sent it to you. I'll email it to you on QuickBooks. And they were like, okay, well, I never got nothing. So two days go by. Today's the second day. And I sent them a text message saying, hey, this is just follow up. Make sure you guys got my email. You can text, call. Yep. If you have any questions or concerns, thank you. Still never got a text message or email back, but that's okay. But yeah, yeah. My I'm putting my prices out you, there to where I followed I'm, up, but I did follow up. Yeah, and okay. I was nervous. <laughs> I was a so lot nervous. of people don't don't follow up. You know what I mean? Like like we 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 follow up three times. Okay. Three times we hit up the customer and always keep. I don't know if I if I sent it in the package. We have logs, and the logs tells us when we followed up the customer. When what what, Actually, what it was it by email, by text message, by poet, by, by you know. You know what I mean? So it's either by email, text, or phone call. So um, that should be in the log. That, that should be in the log. That I, you, sh you should have a page in there, I believe, in, in the in the package they sent you. So because yeah, um, that's, that's another, I'm gonna send them another email from QuickBooks at just the estimate itself, just to kind of yeah. keep bugging them. Because the wife really wanted it, and when I met the husband, I can tell he didn't really care. But she's like, "Well, just they were both standing there." So yeah, yeah, yeah. He. He says, yeah, he'd give me his number and his information, not hers. So yeah, yeah. if I can figure out a way, and the neighbor, I know the neighbor really well. Uh, mm -hmm. I ended up pressure watching his driveway to get into the neighborhood. I did it for free as a good friend of mine. I know I yeah, don't yeah. like to give work away for free, but so, it is what it is. But that's how I got it. So she's really excited about it. The husband's not. So this is this is my barrier right now. I'm trying so to get what you do is, So what you do is, the house that you power washed, go to knock on the door, you're following up on the power wash. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Then go, they just go around. You, and if they come out and see you, or they or they hear you, great. They might see your car outside. Anyway, talk to to them. Say hey, and then you might get you might get another. You might actually get a sale then from the free work that you did, right? But right. follow up. Say hey, you just want to follow up to it. You know, whatever. Walk the property if you could. And then if they don't come out, don't hear you. Go over, and knock the door. Say hey, I'm sorry about that. Just have me next door. You know, follow. You know, and then I just want to see if you got my uh, estimate. You know, and but you don't want to see me get pressuring. Say, hey, yeah. I just want, just, I just have to be next door, following up with a, you know, we're going to some stuff with power washing. I figured we knock on your door and see, just to see if you had any questions. And that's it. Leave it at that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I'm or, also going to go back to that neighborhood because there's a couple of roofs that I want to, I want to. There you go. Roofs over. <laughs> and then when you start, and and I know this is for, what apparently I was told by another long care guy that. Um, he wasn't knocking what I was doing on YouTube, but he said, what I do sometimes, if I talk about it on YouTube, it will be frowned upon. 
listen, I'm all for bribing. So um, listen, you you can, um, when, when you start getting more cash flow in your business, right? You can always send a small, like a small gift of cookies, brownies from, uh, from edibles or whatever. Um, depends on how big the contract is, you know, money-wise. So um, just send them say, hey, this is a thank you for the estimate or, or whatever. Usually we do it after we get, we get a contract signed. Yeah. Uh, but if you really want that contract big, strong enough, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Listen, when we wanted, this is going back years ago, we used to give away gift cards to Macy's, like a couple hundred dollars gift cards. And I was giving away $500 to $1,000 cash of flat screen TVs when flat screen TVs came out. And the way I presented that was, I would tell the property the property management of that of that HOA, I would tell them that, listen, I mean, I mean, because I, I hate telling people I'm the owner. Eat it with a passion. You gotta call the office. You gotta, I don't know, you really gotta call the office, I don't know. I'm just telling you this is our process. So I would tell everyone that, let's say let's say it was a cash sign-on bonus. I would tell them, hey, just, just so you know, um, if you guys sign by November 30th, there is a $500 cash sign-on bonus. Um, I don't care what you guys do with it. Honestly, Fred, I don't care if you take it home, buy your wife something. I don't care what you do. All I know is a sign-on bonus for you guys. So once you guys sign, uh, they do flat screen TVs. I'm like, hey, just so you know, um, hey, Fred, just so you know, uh, if you guys sign by the end of November, um, we are giving away a 72-inch flat screen TV. Uh, most, most companies just put it in a break room for their guys. Honestly, Fred, I don't care if you take it home, put it in your kids' room. I don't care what you do with it. It's, it's just the company offering a, a sign-on bonus, you know, for our customers as for an appreciation. Leave it at that. Don't add no more words to it. No, nothing. Guess what? You just gave him an incentive. Hey, listen, I got to sign him up because you're me $500 cash. Guess what? I'm going to buy this for my car or my wife, right. or my kids, or I'm going to take the flat screen. Guess what? We got my kids. Let's go into my man cave. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, they're right. Man, that's a really good idea because – or you can even offset that rate to something else if someone's thinking. Oh, yeah. We yeah. used to give away Macy's gift cards to get in the door. You I know where I got that from? Go ahead. I, I was sitting in I was at the doctor's office, right? And then I went to the doctor's office, and one of my customers was a, was a, one of my Verizon customers was a, a pharmaceutical rep. And I was talking to him about it. And he's like, virtual because we give away like, gift cards to JCPenney and, you know, just – they were giving it to the to the secretaries because they're the gatekeeper, right? They they're the ones that decide who the doctor's gonna see right. to see their new medicine, who's not. You once you get past in sales back in the day, that was a big thing. The gatekeeper, the gatekeeper. How do you get past the gatekeeper? Well, uh, me, money talks. You know what I mean? So well, you know, that's yeah. why they, I got two of yeah, these. There you go. I got two of these. They've been in my wallet for eight months. Twenty five dollar yeah. gift card to Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm not gonna, well, especially yeah, now Kayla being pregnant. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna use these. I can't. My kids are crazy, so I can't take oh, them anywhere. Hold on a minute. Go ahead. But yeah, while he's gone, that's a really that's a really good point. I have it on me because I've had these right here. These two uh, Buffalo Wild <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards for a while. So if I could utilize these in my sales moves on, let's say, let's say, uh, let's say I get a. Uh, or I'm looking to get like a $600, $700, even an $800 roof cleaning operation or roof cleaning job. There's no reason I can't give one of these away with it as a sign on where 
and just offer some sort of incentive, some sort of bonus, some sort of something for that. That's a really good idea. I really like, I really like Virgil's idea on that. While he stepped away, what I'm going to end up asking him is, uh, what he, he mentioned. Oh yeah, right when you got, right when you got back, perfect. I filled the time. <laughs> I filled the time, perfect. So yeah, I just now that you said that, that's that's really brilliant. Like I was just telling the audience, right, right when you stepped away, is like there's some roofs on that same street in that same neighborhood. It's not super up in, but it's somewhere I'm comfortable in going. They've seen my truck there a lot. My buddy lives there, mm-hmm. going to drink beer there and stuff. So they know my truck. They know I do work. I've done some work from the neighbor. So now there's some roofs there, and we're talking six, seven, eight hundred dollar roof cleaning jobs to where that's high-end jobs but that's what i want to target and i think that they're willing to pay it like i can raffle not raffle but i can offer these off or both even i can just get both away it's 50 bucks that's a whole dinner yeah. if i can get a if i can get a 700 hundred dollar roof cleaning job 800 hundred dollar roof cleaning job give someone 50 dollars no dude yeah the bleach oh yeah i really oh, yeah. like i really like them i really like that idea i i did it because when, when you've got crews right like let's say Listen, to hit seven figures, you don't have to plow, even though there's snow in our area, right? So, and just, just, just mowing. So I, I need to figure out a way, how do I keep, well, if I want to get even close to seven figures, right? How do I keep my crews bigger? How do I go after these contracts, right? So I knew that I needed to go after the 50,000 and up contracts seasonal contracts, right? I really wanted the multi-year, but in the beginning, especially if they don't know you, if you don't have a name with them, if you don't have uh, references from other properties, it's, it's a little tough. So I was like, all right, so if I'm going after like Rolling Hills, I think the L1 is like 93,000 for the year for the season without plowing. So for in order for me to get this contract, there's gotta be incentives, you know what I mean? I mean, mind you, you, you might put out, let's say you, let's say you needed nine, you might put out 30 bids, commercial bids or more, you know what I mean? Right. And, and, and there's a lot, there's gotta be an incentive there to speed up my process. Cause you know, I've got bills to pay, man. So I, I need to figure out a known system. And then when, when my customers was telling me, well, we give away JCPenney and Sears gift cards. I'm like, I got that beat, man. You're only making 50 bucks, you're giving away 50 bucks. I said, I'm 500 flat screen TV. Yeah. yeah, and that's and, but he was doing to get past the, the receptionist. I'm not looking to get past no receptionist. You know what I mean? I want to talk to the, uh, when you're doing a walk around the property manager. That's the one guy I want. I want. I want to be able to meet in front of the board. And if I have to bribe somebody on the board, because a lot of these condo complexes, right? These people that sit on the board, they get paid. They don't get paid. They're there for free because they either they're either renting out a condo or a couple of condos and they have tenants or they have nothing else to do and they live there and they're worried about how much the condo association is paying for the roofing, for the windows, for the siding or whatever. They don't want, they don't want to get ripped off. So, but there's always somebody there that's got their hand out. You know what I mean? It's usually the vice president or president. Dude, it's, it's, I, and I learned it the hard way. I, I took it, I, I'm only using Rolling Hill for, for an example in Monroe because I took that, I lost it the first year. I got outfit. Yo, check this out. I, yo, uh, my bid, I was, not only was I well known, but I had to bid. I had members of the board take me out for coffee to apologize that I didn't get the bid 
because they were investigating the, the president and the, and the vice president of, of the board. True story, honest to God, true story. So, but I also took it personal because that was like, for me, that was like my trophy. That was my unicorn. I didn't care about all the other HOAs that I had. That was my unicorn. If I had that place, it, I, and you should not take it personal. I did. And I, I, I didn't get it that... I didn't get it that year, but they taught me to wait it out. Yeah. And I waited it out. There and guess what? Come cool. September, I'm sorry? Go ahead, go ahead. Come September, when the bits came up again, because the bits for them come up in September, actually come up, they, they hand out the RFPs in August, our request for proposals, and then you submit them by September. They'll, they'll send you, they'll tell you when, like September 13th, all of them have to be sealed. Everything has to be in there. Copy your insurance, your workman's comp, the whole nine. So... I made sure mine was ready, man. And I had a different incentive, right? I had a, I had an incentive for the property management guy. I had a different incentive for the board. Are you ready? Are you I'm ready. ready for this? I'm ready. I don't think you're ready. I'm gonna do a Johnny Mo. I don't think you're ready. I don't think you're ready for it. <laughs> I used to, a side note here. I love Johnny Mo. I don't agree with everything he says, but not everybody's gonna agree with everybody. You know what I mean? But I used to laugh in my truck. I'd be yelling at my phone. John, stop yelling at me, Johnny. I'm trying. Yeah. Stop yelling I'm at trying. me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, man. <laughs> but, but I mean, a lot, like I said, I don't agree with it. You know what? Everybody's not going to agree with what I Listen, there's people going to look at me and say to myself, there's people going to be out there, look at me and say, oh, that's wrong. You're a horrible business person, bribing people. Whatever. Right. Anyway, so, anyway, <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, my incentive for the board was I would take the snowfall average, right? Um, Weatherworks can get expensive. It's, 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 um, Weatherworks is great because they, they can give you exact numbers. Uh, they'll give you the weather every day. Every morning we would get an email with the sheet and we would print it out for our foreman. It tells you the weather for today, what to expect, what it was last week, and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, um, and Ilon just recently got acquired by Aspen. I think, I think it's called Aspire. Aspire is a new lawn care software. Ilon was what we used to use. Ilon was pretty much like, uh, like the free one, like Google and stuff where you can go online. If you're, anyway, Ilon was a little bit more specific for the lawn care industry, but it, was, it can get a little pricey. Anyway, so what we did was, um, my incentive to the boards for the HOA was, if we didn't hit, X, we knew every storm, every year we, we would hit X amount of inches, right? So, because the plowing was a separate bid. So now if we got this plowing bid, now we're looking at six figures of this one contract, of one site, right? right? But with plowing, I didn't want to spread myself, I didn't want to be spread out like lawn care. With plowing, I only wanted two or three, that's it. So because you got a dump truck, you got to move the You literally had to, from, from these particular places, you had to haul the snow. Couldn't, couldn't stay there. Everything had to be hauled away because there was no room for parking. There was nowhere. They let us let me store the salt and my equipment there. They wouldn't let me make piles of snow. It would eventually, eventually it would have, it could stay, I think, like, I think we had three days, you know, snow out of there. Snow removal, not plowing. Yeah. That's removal, yes, yeah. off the property. So during the snowstorm, you had 72 hours from the storm ending. So once the snow, think about it, throughout the snowstorm, or once the snowstorm's done, all you do is plowing. You clear up sidewalks, walkways, uh, all the parking, and then it's hard because some cars don't move. You know what I mean? People don't want to come out, whatever. And then um, 
once all that's done, everything's sorted. And you, mind you, either you or your foreman, somebody, you got to constantly be doing inspections. You got to, you know, be constantly inspecting you to make sure everything's covered because you don't want to worry about slip or fall. You don't want to worry about them saying, well, you know, you missed a spot. So uh, then, then, then you you have to you have to make sure you had a game plan either yourself or had someone that you knew you're gonna have right away moving that snow out of there. That you knew you had sections where the snow goes because when you're piling snow, for one, never pile pile it on top of a hill because well, guess what? When it freezes at night and it's and it's, it's wet, guess what? It turns to ice. Now you have a different problem in your hands, right? So if you could always put it at the bottom and away from any clear all drainages and all fire hydrants, make sure they're never blocked. That's why we used to use two different color states, orange and yellow. Yellow was always for the fire hydrants and sewers. Hmm. Wow. Right. I, that was a video I should have did because yeah. I see a lot of guys did just put states on grab or whatever, you know, the orange they put everywhere. No, we have the orange and yellow. Orange for your basic, your, your, your sidewalks and drivers and whatnot. Yellow always went by anything emergency-wise. If that's, it was a fire hydrant, drain, or um, if there was like a little walkway for a handicap. So um, after the storm ended, you had 72 hours to get removed the snow. So if you couldn't remove it, we knew, we didn't think I would never had to, but we knew for a backup, we, we contacted a few concrete companies in September. And because concrete companies, what are they doing in the wintertime? They're probably, they're doing nothing or they're plowing. There's a lot of construction guys plowing. Yeah. Time. So we knew we can count on certain concrete companies to move the snow for us if, if it, we needed snow, we needed to remove. So my incentive in the contract was if the average snowfall for the past three years was 83 inches, and if it snowed 53 inches, and if I only had a one-year contract and it snowed under that by, let's say, only sort of 52 inches, 50 inches, we gave them a, um, we, we would give them a, a slight discount Kind of almost like money back, or, or really, it, all, it always went towards a credit towards lawn care for the following year, always. So that's how it was worded. Luckily for me, knock on wood, we always got more snow. <laughs> so, but in the lawn care game, uh, lawn care uh, on plowing, right? When you when you're bidding seasonal contract with plowing, the name of the the way to make money: the less snow, the more money you make. Because you got to remember something: you're getting paid a check every single month. So let's say you put a bid in for, for the season, because it's a seasonal bid. So you're putting a bid in for, let's say, 60 grand, right, for the winter, for November through the end of March. So you, do, you know what I mean? So now you're getting, that check gets divided by, by depending on what the contract is, either four or five months, depending on how that contract ends, you're getting a check every month. So the less, less, the less it snows, the more you make. You're not paying the guy, you know what I mean? You're only paying your guys we always pay the guys a flat eight hour rate. Right. You know, for the week. That was one thing we wanted to make sure from the very beginning. This is going back years ago. We didn't want to have to lay off. All yeah. we kept seeing in the industry was guys constantly getting laid off in the winter time. What are you doing in the winter time? What are you doing in the winter time? Right. So for us, um, I, I needed a game plan where how do I hire guys, but yet make sure it's work year round? Right. And that's where, when we got into starting the Verizons and CVSs, that's when it came in. That was that was that was clear as day. Because there's constantly work to do, constantly. 
know what I mean? Cleanups. Listen, Verizon, Verizon, well, it was a seasonal contract, but Verizon pretty much said, listen, uh, I, I forgot, it's not black ice, I forgot what it's called. It's pretty much like when it's uh, foggy outside, but it, it gets so cold that the road gets slippery. Um, even the sidewalks get slippery, slippery. So what happens, they, want, they still wanted the salt down. So, and plus it was always something to do. Trees, branches. Right. So um, our theory was, my wife and I, um, that we wanted to make sure everybody had work year round. And that was our, uh, that was our way to do it. So, but anyway, going back to the plowing, that was our way to do it. That, that was our niche to try to get to the seven figure mark on certain accounts. And my goal was, it didn't always work. My goal was I wanted to hit seven figures every year. Not take home, that was gross. That was the that was the goal. You know what I mean? I want to live comfortable. I want my guys to live comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? The minimum we wanted was at least 36 hours for the guys. So that way everybody still got their their, their benefits. You know what I mean? Because you gotta remember something, it's not just you. When you take on employees, right? Guess what? Their families are now depending on you. Yeah. Because what is it? 76% of Americans are paycheck to paycheck? What are you dependent on employment? Come on. Yeah. So for us, if, if they're on a minimum 36 hours a week, getting paid every week, right? If some, this was the beautiful, the beautiful part. They're working every week. If something was to come up during the winter, like let's say it was black ice or whatever at certain sites, guess what? They're on the clock. I don't have to worry about who am I hiring? Who am I getting coming in? Do I have to call a temp? Right. I already got my guys. You just change the schedule on because everybody knows come snow time. Your schedule changes. Yeah, your schedule's off the wall. Oh, yeah. So, and everybody loves snow time because they're overtime. So, but everybody knows your schedule changes. Now you're coming in in the afternoon at night to load up the trucks. You know what I mean? And then when you're done, guess what? We're washing trucks. We got to wash out the spreaders, the trucks. So we, 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 it took us a while, but we slowly developed the process. You know what I mean? Because you know, I learned the hard way, man, with bulk salt, you know, Caking up on you on, on a on a on a on a spread on a truck and your guy calling you up and you're like oh shit you know what I mean so you learn the hard way man you know you got a truck with forty thousand miles breaking down and shit because of brakes and rust and shit and you, know, you learn the hard way different processes and different procedures so that's kind of the beauty of it you mentioned something earlier that kind of stuck out to me is like you didn't tell clients that you were the owner and I, no. I've, I've done that on a couple of different uh jobs before to where people someone said hey uh i don't know how they worded it but i always just came off as well i'll, I'll tell the office that or i I'll, I'll relay the message and people then i would get a phone call hey your guys were just here did a pretty good job or hey one guy did that i was like hey okay yeah i'll, I'll make sure to take care of it but it was most of the time it was just me so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of stuff that, and, you know, in the beginning yeah when it's just you it's just you, you listen your customer will get custom to when it's just you when you're solo but as you start growing, even if you got like two or three guys, you know, no, you 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 have to uh, verbally move your way out. You know what I mean? Get, have you even your business card say that you're just the regional operations manager? You know what I mean? That, listen, no one's ever going to ask for the owner. Right. Who? I've been doing this for how old am I? One. So I've been doing this for what thirty years, something like that. Dude, I've never once heard any, well, no, 20 some years. I've never heard anybody say this, I want to speak to the owner. But lawn care? Never happens. Right. Never. Who's asking for the owner? 
What do you have? You're either having a lawn care issue, which if it's lawn care, you want to call back whether it's mowing or there's weeds because they're hired because they have weeds and they have bare spots. And if they fire you, they're firing you probably because they still have weeds and right. they get bare spots. So they're hiring you for a callback. Uh, if you're, if it's billing, it, it, they're not talking to you. you. You know what I'm saying? So there's no one ever asked for the owner. If you move yourself out of that equation on paper towards your customer, now you have you have a way out. Well, I don't know. You know, if the problem comes up, this is our process. I apologize, but that's just how it is. You know, what I, mean? I can talk to the office when I when I get back to the office. I can let them know. But honestly, this that's our our procedure. That way, you're not taking the heat, and that way, you're not stressing out over it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really that's really good. And uh, a couple of little quick things. What do you think of uh, rate minimums? Like uh, I talked about this before. Four and I, I think for just mowing grass, like have like estimates and like minimum, yeah. like dude, like so everybody says free estimates, but uh, I talked about the one guy, Matt Long Care, little guy, I said, yeah, just for yeah. mowing grass probably, but for like big landscape installs or for um, huge construction things, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely charge, you know, like I Ranger, he does, uh, I think he charges like for a service fee just to show up, no matter if he does work or not, he's he's getting paid. But what do you think about that for like? Uh, long care or just no, it's keep it free estimates because it's so simple to barrier to entry. Uh, unless you're hiring, I guess it depends on where you are in your, in your, in your business. See, the problem is how are you going to hide or how are you going to charge the customer? Because I believe in the free estimate, right? Right. So, because uh, I think, you know, whether it's residential or commercial, properties have to be walked. Right. For a number of reasons. But how do you someone if you don't have, if, yeah, I, yeah. Because what if things come up? What, plus, on top of that, when you walk the property or someone or your employees walk the property, guess what? Now you have room to upsell. What if the customer didn't? Customers get, just like we do, get tunnel vision. When they come home, right? I'll, I'll use a perfect example. I use this example with commercial properties, with HOAs, right? You want the entrances and exits and the the the, the path to the east to the leasing office always looking the prettiest and the cleanest, because their mind is when they're coming in, they they got their family stuff going on, they got their coffee, the radio, what they got to do when they get in the office. Now when they're driving in, guess what? Everything's all nice and pretty. When they go to the walk up to the leasing office, wow, nice beautiful flowers because you guys are watering them. You have a guy out there watering them once a week or whatever. Um, you know what I mean? So it's, it's all, to me, it's, it's all mental. You, you know what I mean? So it, they get tunnel vision. They don't see the fucked up shit around them, right? When you're walking up to a property, what if the customer doesn't realize that this, this tree's got to go or they, they got a bunch of leaves and shit that, that, you know what I mean? They probably called you for mowing, and, but there's other things that you offer that they might not know that you offer services. That hey, you know, I also offer this. You know, I also offer power washing. I can power wash your, your sidewalk or whatever. Um, the room for uh, upselling is endless. You, you know what I mean? So to, to, that's how I look at it. So I believe there should be free estimates because you, you got to walk the property anyway. Yeah, you got to walk the property. Yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely agree. So let's fast forward what a little bit. Need a French train. What's that? What if they need a French train? What if water sitting there? Right. Remember, remember the mosquitoes and the Zika virus and all that? Remember that shit? Yeah. So, I mean, think about it. So, it's hey, always listen. Upsells. 
Exactly. I can solve your problem. You mean, how many times do kids go out to play in the, in the mud? You mean, I could actually, I could actually take care of this problem for you. That way, your kids and yourself don't have to worry about getting bit by mosquitoes. And they'll be like, you know what? That's good because my wife was bitching about getting bit by mosquitoes. That time she comes out here with kids. So whenever, how'd you break into the um, street sweeping? You said you you broke into it because yeah. you you there was always like a market for so, it. Someone was always but, asking but, you about it. When when we started doing. Um, this is going way back. When we started doing uh, CVSs, right? You, they'll, they'll constantly send you stuff. Hey, listen, you know, we're also offering uh, uh, pocket cleaning. That's what it's under. You know what I mean? We need pockets clean. Do you guys do that? Do you guys offer that? I don't have time for that. So anyway, um, it, it started coming up, right? And then I kept blowing it off, kept blowing it off. And I was like, yeah, I'll leave, leave that for the street sweeping guy, right? So... We started doing Walgreens, and I, I will I will never touch a Walgreens ever again. Wow. Walgreens, Walmart, Dollar Generals. Um, trying to think which other ones not to touch. They go to certain property management companies. Listen, if you want to work for free, you have nothing else to do, make yourself out. Go to a Walmart. Right. You want to take forever to get paid? Okay, go ahead. Go to a Dollar General. Why do you think so many Dollar Generals look like shit? Right. There's a lot of them that do, yeah. That's why. And it's not their fault. It's the property manager's fault for not paying them. Because think about it. They bid to, uh, let's say Dollar General. They'll bid on all the Dollar, Dollar Generals. Let's say they're just bidding on just the long kit, right? Because there's other positions. There's, there's other jobs. There's, there's janitorial and all, all this shit, right? So, you know, if people want to get into janitorial and stuff. But let's say it's just for long care, right? What happens is they bid on it, right? Uh, uh, whoever owns... Dollar General pays them monthly because it's all seasonal contracts. You know what I mean? Just like how we are. And then, uh, so they're getting paid every month, right? So then, um, unless things come up, like open sprinklers or whatever. Anyway, if they're not paying the lawn care guys, guess what? That's what it probably like shit. Like when Danny told me last year, oh, I do Dollar Generals. I, I think he was doing uh, Applebee's too, actually. Oh, because I, I, I get paid on time without a problem. I'm like, I said, so mad. Listen, I've been doing this forever in a day. That makes no sense to me. Who's paying you? Who's the property management company? It wasn't a property management company. It was another lawn care guy who had the contract. So, yeah. So basically, it was if I got the bid, Lawn Case America got the bid, and I would pay Jesse to go cut the grass. Right. I'm yeah. chasing the money, not you. I'm paying you. You're coming to me for the money. You're not going to one of these property management companies. You know what I mean? Saying, hey, yo, what the hell's my money? Right. Well, these property yeah, management companies, they'll get, they'll get, like, instead of regions, they'll get, like, every dollar general in in a huge region, multi-state region. Is that Ain't that oh, how yeah. they work? And then they... We, we, look, I, I, I should have been more prepared. I had a lot to, to do today, but I, I've shown it on some of my lives. The RFP, like a CVS, perfect example. When they sent it to me, there must have been, like, a couple hundred CVSs. And you just pick them as you go through? Pick them on, yeah, where you want to go. You figure out where, because I've got maps here and all over my walls here. And it pretty much shows me where, where's what. So so even if I'm second guess myself, because you're trying to figure out a route. Right. Basically, with the route, you want to be able to start like a U. You want to start here and you want your truck to end back here. Right. So that way, you, you coming home is not that bad. You always want like a U when, you, when you're putting together a route. You don't want to go from farthest to back home. You know what I mean? If you could, you want your route to always be you. You want to go all the way down to the tip, 
and then wake your way back. Because right. think about it. If you, if you, if equipment breaks down or weather, and you already finished halfway, all you're doing is coming back. You follow me? And you're only doing half the route coming back this way instead right. of going, you know what I mean? That, right. That's my method of doing it. I like and that. It, it, yeah. Always, that, it, it has always worked for us. Always keep it in the U. You know what I mean? Find out where the forest one is and try to make your route so that way you bang, 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 bang. What do you do with you clients I mean? that say, well, you have mostly commercial, but what would you say? Someone's like, well, I got this guy, you know, most of these guys only wanted on Tuesday, but it really fit. And, or would you say walk away from it? When you're going to go look at a property, right? I, I'm hoping whoever's listening to this, when you go look at a property, right? I'm hoping you have either a binder or a book or, or a chart. Like I do, I got writings everywhere on all, all these forms. And basically, you already know these schedules. So before you go visit that property, try to have in back of your mind, all right, this person says yes, where can I fit them? Right. Where would they fit in the route? What route yes. are they going to, are they Tuesday route, This Monday is before route? you even going out there, before right. you even go visit the customer. After they give you your address, okay, if this person says yes, where can I fit them in my route? Right. You, you need to you need to tell them where they can fit. Right. Yeah. It's your business. Yeah. Yes. You, you can't let your customer run your business, right? If they, for whatever reason say, cause we, we ask all the time, every single new customer, well, we tell them a few things, but one, I tell them I'm not for everybody. I'm residentials. And two, um, we always ask when are we allowed and not allowed to cut what days and what hours. So, because they might have something going on religious wise or family wise. So then I tell them, this is when we have slots available. This is when I can fit you in. Right. Okay. You have taken control of the conversation. You have to tell them because it's your business. Right. It's Jesse right. James Long, Long Care. It's not Mrs. Jones who called you for an estimate. Right. You know what I'm saying? You have taken control of the conversation. You have to, but mentally, think about this for a second. If you know ahead of time when you can fit her in, when you're talking to her, you already know. You're going to push her. So as you're talking to her, it's already embedded in your head. Hey, wait a minute. I already know I can put you in this day. Don't give her the option. Tell her immediately. After, after you walk in, because she's going to ask you how much. And you can tell, well, it's $35 to cut the lawn. And it just so happens I can only fit, I can fit you on this day and this day at this time slot. Does that work for you, ma'am? And she might turn around and say, well, you know what? Really, Friday is really good for me because I want my grass right. uh, nice for the weekend. And be like, ma'am, I apologize, but ma'am, just be like lately it seems like everybody wants to be on Fridays, and it's only me and another guy, or just me. I, I can't do it. Right. You you right. gotta be honest with them. I, I can't do it. Because otherwise, you, you're setting there's nothing wrong with being honest with your customer about. Otherwise, you're gonna set yourself up for failure. Because now guess right. what? Right. You're driving half hour, four to five minutes out of the way off the route. Just to make somebody happy for what, 35, 50 bucks? That no. you might not even be there. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Totally. So you, what do you you're think? losing out on money, losing out on time. You're just wasting time and fuel. And I mean, fuel, fuel is a topic in itself, but right. I mean, people oh, yeah. crying now about fuel. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I don't care how people look at it. I don't get rad to ask how much fuel is. I got to get fuel anyway. I need the fuel anyway. Right. And if people would go into something called Google, Right, we look back a couple of years. Guess what? Prices were this was this was what they are now anyway. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. What was it about eight, eight, ten years ago? What it was? Yep. So I mean, like now everybody's like, oh, you got to raise prices. Still, the prices going way up. That's funny. They were way up eight years ago. We were at this at where we are now. People saying the same thing. They didn't drop their prices whenever it no. went down. They're like, it's no. like the government. So, Once something gets in, it's never going to go back down. Listen, you. This is another thing. Pricing, right? You need to. Try to do it before your season starts, or maybe you can adjust it as your season's going in the beginning. Create a menu, your menu, your services, and what your pricing is. And go over your pricing. Make sure your pricing is where you're making money. You know what I mean? So you already have your menu. I don't give a fuck if it rain, snow, whatever. This is my menu, man. I know, I know if I hit X amount of lawns every week, this is how much I make. Right. This is how much my bills are. This is how much I'm making every week. Really, every day. This is how much I'm making every day. Like Ray Ray. You, you ever notice Ray Ray talks about this is how much I'm making today? 700 bucks. Right. 300 bucks. Whatever it is. Listen, you people should have that same mentality. How much am I making every hour and how much am I making every day? This, the way Ray Ray talks about how much am I making every day? Every, you're in sales. You're, in, it's just, you're providing a service. Right. You have bills to pay. I don't care if you're working for yourself and you're not an entrepreneur. You still need to know how much your bills are every week of every day, every month, right? Because how are you going to survive? You Otherwise, you keep falling behind the eight ball. Yeah. Well, so I'm, in the process same of, thing. I'm in the process of developing another flyer, like a, like the harder, like the, the half page flyer. I'm on Vistaprint doing it. But it's like mm-hmm. the, it's kind of hard. It's nice. It's not not your fucking piece of paper type thing. But it's it's a nice presentable flyer type thing. What? For for uh, just services that I provide, um, yeah. you, I'm thinking about you, putting you my it. prices on it. Not not prices, but price range. Like on a house, like you got your single level house. Your, yeah. you know what I mean. But I'm thinking about yeah, just yeah, putting yeah, it yeah. right on there. Like it, it's going to be either this rate or around. I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna show you something, and 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 I'm gonna bring them geek to free. I'm gonna show you something. Okay, right on. I'm, I miss geek. I miss geek to free. He's got his look at it. Look at that background era that he's got in there. Look at look like he's setting up his own studio or something that he's got going on. I don't know where where he went to get, but it is that is something that I plan on doing. And a lot of people frown upon sharing their prices on on banners because other people can see it or uh, maybe you know whatever. But I want I want someone to look at it and be like, yes, I want Jesse to come wash my house, and if he's going to charge me. I don't know, 300 bucks for a single story out. Cause I want to, I don't know that that's right. That's right around where I want. Let's say about 300 bucks for a single story home, flat ranch style home. If I put that on there that they already know the expectations already met, but then again, I don't know. So anybody out there watching, anybody out there listening, if that's something you're into, maybe not, let's see what Virgil's got going on here. With well, Mr. Side note, this is my, this is our MSD book. It sits in the truck, right? It sits in your truck. You, you, we made this ourselves. Basically, it just lists the material chemicals that are in the truck, all the fertilizers, herbicides, whatnot. So, things come to the spill, hopefully, hopefully, it's never a problem. All right. So, Geek the Freak years ago made a video, right? Where he, he, he would walk the neighborhood and he had flyers and he'd write down, he'd look at the lawn. And as he's lawn, well, I know this lawn will take me. 10 minutes, whatever it is, $25, right. $30, right? So what we did was we wanted to make door hangers, right? I, I love door hangers. 
I'm, I'm me, in between door hangers and my and my flyer. I'm in between yeah. them two right now. Listen, uh, when I couldn't afford to advertise, right? I took a paper route. I said two paper routes. I took paper routes in territories, neighborhoods that I wanted to hit, right? Because back then they didn't have like the internet. So right. I would make flyers and I'd put it in the first page is Daily News and New York Post, a very newspaper I delivered. My flyer was in there, my cell phone business. That's brilliant. I'm That's... getting paid to do my own advertising. That's and brilliant. Like, I like that. Three, three four hours a day. <laughs> I like yeah, that. So I wanted routes for areas that, that you know what I mean? Oh, and that was great. I would just throw my, wait, I'd open up this paper, put my flyer in there, put the rubber band back around it, and throw them in there. Anyway, so Geek the Freaks walked in the neighborhood. And I think he's walking around with this other guy because they were doing like workouts and lawn care. It was like health and lawn care, right? So I wanted to do a door hanger, kind of like that, right? This is a sample door hanger we show everyone. I should have put it in, in, in the package it's saying, but that's our door hanger, right? Right. I get the right to the oh, yeah, I like that. It's blank. And it tells you the services right there. It tells you your services. Basic lawn services included mowing, trimming, edging, and blowing. Yep. And the price. Now think about this. And, and this is actually great quality. Just this, this door hanger. I mean, it's yeah. nice and thick. You don't have to get what we got, but anyway, it's got everything on there, our website, the address, the whole nine. Anyway, it takes the guesswork out. Right. Out. The customer already knows. Look, mowing service. This guy's going to trim, edge, and blow. You know how many customers we used to get when we were in New York? How many residential we used to get where the guy would buy $1,500, $2,000 on a a brand new John Deere, whatever it was, uh, tractor, and and he'd buy his own weed eating or whatever. And once it hit 90 degrees, he didn't want to be out there no more. When it's cold and windy, he doesn't want to be out there no more. Right. He'd rather be sitting back drinking his beer watching you. Sweating your ass or getting leg cramps while you're walking, right? Right. Oh, dude, I had many of those. So anyway, time-wise, this took all the guesswork out. There's no, well, you know what? Because think about it. If it's just a generic door hanger or ADDM or flyer, if there's no pricing on it, a couple of things go through their head. One is, well, I'm already paying Johnny right. Moe to cut my grass, and he's charging me 50 bucks. You know what I mean? How much does this guy, I'm not even going to bother calling. Oh, maybe I'll call tomorrow. Or who knows, this guy, this is pretty fancy. He probably charges a lot more money. Or I already do it myself. Guess what? This changes a lot. Mentally, this changes a lot. Because it tells you, all of a sudden, it tells you how much. Right? If I put a dollar on there, guess what? It really would catch me. What you got? I can let this blank and say dollar. I feel like, hey, what's this for a dollar? It catches your attention mentally. So I'm like... So I was like, you know what? And I remember that video of, of um, Geek the Freak. what's his name? Geek the Freak walking in the neighborhood. And uh, just, everybody's just talking, looking, oh, because he's thinking the same thing like we do it. When you're walking, you get to see the driveway. You pretty much get it as a gate. You can pretty much tell from the sidewalk, can I fit a 36 inch? Can I fit a walk? You know, a, a right. walk. You know, you pretty much, or is there a double gate? You pretty much know ahead of time. So, and when customer calls from a Pacific neighborhood, Another example, Juggernaut. The Juggernaut will tell you, Kevin will tell you, I've been I've been watching him for a long, long time. I sent him screenshots of when he had 300 something subscribers. <laughs> Dude. So anyway, he did a video, right? Uh, and I liked him because he he had I like it when, when families are involved, right? 
he did a video of they're, they're doing door hangers, right? right. Me, right. I like to take data and then I'll, I, I, I try and figure out, well, can I apply it to me? And what are they doing that doesn't fit what, what I need? Because that's the thing about YouTube, right? That's not on, on the channel that I should provide good content. What works for you might not work for somebody else. Markets are different. Pricing is different, right? So you you have to figure out how how it, how it fits into your your market because your market will dictate everything. So I figured, you know what, this is great. With Judd and I, he actually kept track of neighborhoods. Like when we were in a cell phone business, right? We would put ads in a paper. We would we would put names in there: ads for Tony, ads for Kevin, ads for Bob. And well, Tony's busy right now, but I, I can actually help you right now. Oh, well, I saw this ad. And what those names meant for the territory with neighborhoods. Oh, that's smart. That's really smart. So you know right where they're at. If, if they're coming, if, yeah, if they're from, uh, yeah. If, yeah. yeah. If, if they're calling from Kevin, they're probably calling from the the, the neighborhood that has like, tw- it's one, it's one, it's one development that has like 50 homes or 100 homes. Yeah, if they're we, out you know, Snake Ridge Holler, you can tell if they're out yep. Snake Ridge Holler, if they, if they say their name's Kevin, or they're at Blue Hill Creek Road or Snake Road or whatever. That's exactly it. We knew exactly which development they were calling from. So you know the target dem- you know your target demographic in that area, around the price rates of that area? Yep. Ah. So we knew exactly. I like that. Just write the names on the board and write on there, Kevin equals whatever manner, Cortland yeah. Manor. Let's say Cortland Manor has 50, 60 regular single family homes, right? And you know exactly, because most of them are cookie cutters. Most of them, are, except for the corner lots, most of them are, because corner lots are usually bigger than everybody else. So you knew exactly how big they are. You, you already had an idea. And with pricing, there's no guessing. Right. It, 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 you're almost like you're pre-qualifying the customer already. Right. Yeah, they already know the price. They, yeah. ready There's no it. guessing. And you know, think about it. You already know you wrote the price down. So you back in your mind, you know exactly, wait a minute, this is how much how long this is like a 15 minute cut, 20 minutes or 15 minutes, got so many multiples. You can you can tell a lot from the street. You're just walking by. And a lot of neighborhoods are no soliciting, right? So what I used to do is I used to wear sweat jackets like this. Sweatpants. I put my ear pod, My well, I didn't have ear pods back then. Right, right, they had right. the Walkmans with cassette tapes. I put my thing on like I'm jogging. I'm going out for a walk at five o'clock in the morning. Right. You're just hanging door hanging. On my floor hang or my flyers would be in my pouch. Right now with door hangers, you got to put the. If you're gonna do door hangers now, unfortunately, a lot of times you might have to walk up the driveways, put them under the garage doors because everybody you know, goes. I, I get nervous. I get nervous going up. Well, what I used to do was me and David. When he was part of my business, we and him went to a neighborhood. We actually got the cops called on us because he looked like a poor redneck and people were walking around. He's nice. Everybody. Anyway, that's a different thing. But like, I didn't really like the idea of hanging the door hanger up on the handle. So I just punched a hole with a rubber band or whatever. I hung it on the mailbox flag. Mm-hmm. That way I'm out in the road. It's quick. It's fast. It's easy. They're going to the mailbox. But then some people's like, ah, they don't really like the idea of touching mailboxes. But I wasn't really touching the mailbox. I'm just hanging on the little red thing. Everybody's got it, or I'd hang it on the front yeah. hook where they pull it down. We we got in trouble over that one, yeah. So be careful. Postmaster from Ben Salem, PA, called me up and said that they picked up all our door hangers and they threw them out, wow. and that they. Uh, but we found out they didn't pick them all up because I had calls from certain neighborhoods. They didn't get all of them. 
Like, wow. listen, like we, we, we threw them all out. You can't do that. And they're on the, and they were on the flags. They were either on the flags or some mailbox actually had a handle to pull down you know, the fancy metal ones. They had a handle to pull them out. So this thing hooks right on there. Yeah. This, they threw them all out. So they said, well, if you come in, we can give you a discount on to do the whole EDDM. Come by, I, I, I can go over with the postmaster called. He said, well, we can go with pricing for you. What are, you already threw on my door hangers. We got nothing to talk about. Guess what? I want to figure out a different way. So a lot of people go into the garage door. So this a lot of these would just go on the garage door. That's Guess what? Fair. I ain't getting in trouble with the postmaster, right? But in a lot of counties over here, you need a permit. Or you, you can get fined and even arrested because it's kind of soliciting, right? Yeah. So, See, and that's why I think they call the cops. The cop didn't care, you know? Yeah. What Certain townships they do because it's a moneymaker. Like uh, Lower Makefield, we, 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 in the beginning, we tried hitting them big time. We we have a lot of homes there now, but um, in the beginning, we wanted to get over there, right? And and they told us that it's um, it's not even the township. We would have to pay the, pay the police department. Basically, it's $75 a month. You have to pay for three months ahead of time. You pay the police department, not the township, right? They need the plate number. They need the plate number, basically copy the registration of every vehicle that's going to be in that neighborhood handing out flyers, and- Everybody's got their fucking hand out. And they, they sent me the forms. State police background check has to be done on every single person that's gonna be going out to uh, the, door, the door, door hangers. Because if, if something ever happens, they wanna know who the hell's out there. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And it, gets, it has to get renewed every three months. Otherwise my permit expires. That's so silly. So, oh yeah. So you-, you, you Listen, if you want to get into certain neighborhoods, you don't give up. Figure out a way how to get in there. You know what I mean? Put up signs at their main entranceway. Be a pain in the ass. Or that's maybe where ADDM might. If you're going to worry about the cops, unfortunately, that's where ADDM might come in. Yeah. When people used to say to me, hey, what do you got when I was doing door hangers up to the garage doors? I would never sell them on anything. I would just tell them, hey, listen, I'm sorry. I'm just a new long care guy in the neighborhood. I just want to give my door hanger if that's okay. If not, you know, if they say no, I don't want it, then just walk away. Say, say, all right, no problem. Thank you so much. Have a great day or have a blessed day, whatever. You know what I mean? Just be cool about it, man. Well, listen, life is great, man. I, I'm I'm always like I'm I'm happy for the most part. Like, yeah, it's all good, man. I'm sorry. You know I mean you might 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 see a nice car in the driveway or whatever. You, could, you know, shoot the shit about that or whatever. You know, we we love cars. So um, but that's really it. So when they see you, just say, hey, hey, I'm sorry to bother you. I just want to. I'm just my new long care guy in the neighborhood. Just want to do my my door hangers. If you need anything right here, and and I always a lot of times I say this also. If you if you have any questions, even if your long care guy is doing something and you're really not sure, feel free to contact us. Maybe that's, we can help you. Yeah, that's really good. I hate I thought for a long time I wanted to get into a certain neighborhood, and that's when that's when I ran into the cops, and they were the the not the cops. I'm not tr- banging on them assholes, but like uh, the cops were kind of cool about it. They were just doing their job. But like the people, the way they was looking at me in these certain neighborhoods that I thought I really wanted, but they yeah. they get bombarded. I get it. These are half a million dollar homes, million dollar homes, two hundred fifty thousand dollar homes, big expensive stuff. I thought that this is what I wanted. Then I come across the worst people I've ever dealt with. I only had a few accounts in these, but I told myself then, not this, not this go around. I don't really know this area real well yet, but like, yeah. I'm, I'm real picky about where I spend my time at now. Cause I spent so many hours walking these neighborhoods and hanging these things and spending money on uh, Facebook. I spent money on Google, I spent money. I didn't do the EDM 
on them, but I wanted to get into these neighborhoods, A, for the video, but B, I thought they'd pay more. I, I had better luck working for the uh, pipeliner guy or the guy, just, uh, just a regular welder who just didn't fucking feel like weed eating. So he just said, just do my yard. Do the whole yard. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like weed eating. Just through weed eating alone, he was willing to pay me 50 bucks a week. So he didn't have to oh, weed. Yeah. And so I was like, hmm, you know, I wish I would have been more business minded at the time to capitalize on those situations. But, it's you know, like now my phone is it, my old phone. Old phone number is my niece's phone number now. Um, her phone blows up nonstop because my SEO work finally yeah, took yeah. off. Well, I, I ended up deleting that website, deleting the Google My Business and stuff. I had to because the phone was nonstop. Bang, bang, bang. It, took, it takes about two years. I didn't yeah. realize when building a website, because I'm not on this new adventure, I'm not sure about my name right now. It's still like Jesse James Outdoor Services. I'm not yeah. I'm comfortable with that because I can't sell that name. And I, you can't sell my, you know, so like uh, before I build another one, but I already know, I already told Kayla, hey, it's going to take about two years or so before the SEO work really takes off. So like flyers, banners, door hangers, it's important. I, I I I think SEO and door hangers have their uh, or EDM has has their place. Like like if you live like from what I heard, like if you live over where KH and, and Ben are and out in uh, from from Acme, you can't do door hangers. So they, it's yeah, illogical. Properties. Yeah. So you would have to do EDM and try to get your name out there somewhere else. I, I personally, I don't know if I'm a big fan of it. I, I think SEO is, is is great to a certain point. Right. Because you might you. Know, because you might get like the drip coming in, right? Right, of customers. Listen, I don't care about the drip coming in. You know what I mean? I, I need to develop a game plan and customers. I got bills to pay, right? You know what I mean? I I I, I need, and I know some people don't like it, but you need. There's a famous quote by someone famous. You might know him. Massive action, big tall guy. Mm. No, motivational guy. Hey, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Okay. So. He, he used to say it years ago, massive action, massive action. Hey, listen, if you guys haven't yet, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, because we're <laughs> dropping all kind of bombs. Not even bombs, we're dropping boulders here today. You're not going to get any of this info anywhere. I promise you that. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's very true. But uh, I don't know. Life and business, it's, uh, it's beautiful. And I think uh, that goes back to the earlier point, way on, way on in the beginning, that not everybody's cut out for it. Getting no. running, getting up at six o'clock in the morning, uh, spending hundreds of dude. I still got thousands of black fork lawn and snow flyers, uh, door hangers and and flyers. I got like ten thousand of them that just I never got to use. And I was like, fuck. You know. Here's a question: Why why can't you keep black fork? I want to start all the way over. Well, okay. You know, I want. I don't. I'm just, asking, able, just asking. Yeah. I no, I thought about it. Caleb mentioned okay. the same thing because so I got shirts. Jesse James. What's, what's wrong with Jesse James? It don't feel professional to me because it's my name. Like I see Bob's lawn care, Johnny's lawn care, Rich's lawn care. And right. Jesse James is a unique name. Right. And that's why Caleb's one forced me to go with the outdoor services right now until I get another mower and a whole new setup to where that's why I'm just focusing on the pressure wash rig setup. Yeah. Right now. But like, I wanted to keep the black fork because I already got all the shirts. I got like 13 or 14 okay, shirts made. So, so you know what? Junk all that. Put that behind you. You're starting up from scratch. Right, right. Why right. can't you use Jesse James Outdoor Services? That's what I just started using. That's Yeah, that's what I just started using. And I, I ordered 
business cards, which I'm not super excited about, but I've already ordered them. I got a thousand of them coming and I plan on with them. Just I'm going to walk my neighborhood start. Cause I don't really know this neighborhood of rural, rural wealth. I'm in a brand yeah. new area pretty much. And my plan is take them business cards until I find a flyer and just look at it and probably do the same thing. Now it's like 35 bucks or let's see, it's a single story home. I can pressure wash that house do that real quick for 250 bucks. If you get a chance, if you get a chance, just my opinion, right? Forget the whole business card thing. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a flyer where you can write the price on or get yourself a door hanger. I like them door hangers a lot. That looks so much better. I really like that idea that you brought that this up. This is, is so, good. so much better than a, than a business card. Yeah. Just think about it. People see the business card and go, ah, whatever. Everybody's That's got like the guy who throws a little sandwich bag with a business card and rocks in the bag. Yeah. People were doing... I, I I've never seen that. that. I've heard of that. Listen, I, I remember just way before YouTube even existed, back when LawnSite.com was a big place for lawn care guys. I've and read some of them forums. Yeah. Yeah. Guys on there were saying, oh, no, I use, I just thought of, I get business from putting my business card in sandwich bags. I just drive down the street, throw them out the window. <laughs> you know what? I can use my time and energy and money way more efficiently than that. Tell you what, how about I just get some door hangers? I don't have to get double side. I can get the single side, right? Save right. me some money and get a little box. Make it, keep it simple. This is what I'm offering: mowing, trimming, blowing, edging. Write down the pricing. Got a nice picture on it. Got my website. Keep it simple. Yeah. Why are we complicating it? Stock photos on there. On at least on Vistaprint, they got really good stock photos to where. There you go. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely agree. That's kind of the. Think move. about this. Uh, on Vistaprint, you can get them now pre-printed. Yeah. Pricing on there. So let's say you knew the certain neighborhoods you wanted to make all your oh, lawns yeah. $25. So you don't even have to write it down. Let's say you didn't like it. Let's say you, you weren't comfortable with your handwriting, but you, you knew most of the houses you're going to hit, the average was $25 or $35. Guess what? You can go to Vistaprint for 50, 60 bucks. You can order 100, 100, not even a lot, 100, 150 yeah, door hangers. Know. Think about it. You can still have time to change your name then. You can be black for today or something else tomorrow yeah. when those when those door hangers go out because your customer is going to be calling you Jesse, not the name of your company. Right. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's really true. They're, that's they're a- not going to remember your name, your company name. They're going to remember either your, your personal name or your guy's name. When they call, guess what? They're not calling to ask for Jesse Day Outdoor Services or, oh, I'm looking. No, I'm calling for lawn care. Right. I want lawn care. Oh, well, that's why I like in the last digits of yours was, let's say, 555 five, five, lawn. When it, yeah, that's what mine is. That's mine what, is 215-785 lawn. Well, it's brilliant. Uh, how you did that, me and Kayla was looking at that. I was like, man, imagine having like, if I only focus on pressure washing or only focus on whatever, if I had like wash mm-hmm. or lawn or grass or how, or I can't do house, but you know, something, you know. Do something like that. You can probably do that. Huh? No, I'd probably do. But still. That, that, was our, that was our business landline. And brilliant. Verizon wanted to know if we had anything particularly we wanted. I said, yeah, I need it to end with 5296, right? Then the problem was in the beginning, right, when we started, I was missing a lot of calls, right? So, and, and I wasn't getting the message. And this was, you know, you learn along the way. You know what I mean? So, um, um I wanted it instantly, right? So I have I have AT&T. All the iPads are AT&T. Everything's AT&T. So uh, I ported my number over from a landline to the cell phone. So now, guess what? 
every time that thing rings, unfortunately, you get like Google your business or, or you know, everyone, 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 and everyone trying to sell you something marketing wise. So even with local numbers, which is messed up. Yeah. But um, yes. it, it's it's part of listen. It, it's part of entrepreneurship. It's part of it's part of being a business owner. You know what I mean? You, you just gotta take it with it. Nothing you can do about it. No, what's the point of me bitching about it? It's wasted energy. I got other shit I can focus on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I want to be home. I got to be home dinner with my wife. You know what I mean? Hopefully I can get a little something, something. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> right. So, I'm a, listen, I, I have a different view on things. You know what I mean? So, it's, but, it's, um, it's I mean, I talk a lot of shit, but I, I, um, I, I started being more vocal about things because, and, and honestly, I, I, a lot of guys, you know, guys we know, they'll tell you I, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? And and um, my ways might, might not be always the right way. I don't know everything. I am constantly learning. Yeah, we don't have the G, like I don't have time for the GIE. You know why I don't have time for the GIE? Because it's on during we're we're aeration. We make a lot of money during aeration overseeding. And that is the peak time, right? And aeration overseeding, you have a, a small window, a small window, right? So and we aerate a lot. So, but we also have our version of GIE. We have two different shows in Jersey every spring, every February. Hmm. That's right. when the GIE should be going on, right. right? How much work are you doing during February? Yeah, what what lawn care are you doing in, in February? Yeah. So Jersey has two, two different ones, two different places. They have two different ones in February. One's at the beginning of February and one's at the end of February. So, um, but Listen, I, I, how do I put this? That's why I'm focusing on 2023. I, I know what equipment we have and, and you know, anyway, to, to, I don't know if I answered your question. That's how we got into street sweeping. What happened was we had an offer again. My wife hated lawn care. She, I'll send you a video. She even says it in the video. She's out there street sweeping with me. So anyway, we decided all, all these other, con- it would always come up. But Walgreens always came up. Other companies kept coming up. Um, there was not enough guys in the area cleaning parking lots. So I didn't understand pricing wise, right? So, you know, I, I'm still learning, you know what I mean? So I've only been doing this a few years. So my wife and I decided, you know what? We can get good money if we walk away right now because we had multi-year contracts and that's what you want. So when you buy a, a, a business, you want those multi-year contracts. It's guaranteed money every month. Right. So uh, uh, the street sweeping was something that we can do together. She hated lawn care. She hated dealing with, with the employees, the drama. You are the uh, boss, the father, the psychologist, the uh, yeah, pretty much everything actually. Right. So you know what I mean. What I'm wearing for this minute, not that day. What what, what is your primary malfunction today, yeah. David? So <laughs> so, so um, the money was there. So I'm um, like, well, fuck, let's just do this. You know what I mean? And uh, I, 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 I got back into, I didn't mean to get back into, I got back into lawn care, but um, uh, my wife got sick. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll, a few people actually in lawn care know uh, about my wife being sick and stuff. She's been sick for the past couple of years. So, uh, but um uh, I'll, I'll talk to you about that off the air, but yeah. a couple of people actually know. Actually, I think I, I think I might discuss it briefly when Acme interviewed me. But um, 
Um, might be that video, but I, um, it, it's been tough, man. It's been a tough couple of years for us. So um, I, I was not prepared the first time she got sick. I didn't have insurance, right? So, you know, I, I've got a couple hundred grand bills here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Insurance. Hospital stays are not cheap. That's, Yo, that's scary. An ambulance rides a 400 change of pop. Who that? A two minute ride. A two, I can put her on a zero turn. <laughs> well, and that's another, those are private companies. You know, the ambulance services are private yeah. companies. And I made a video about eight months ago talking about Medicare for all. And I yeah. know a lot of people don't like it because everybody wants to be like, rah, 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 Trump, Trump, Trump. I'm a Republican. I was like, why do you, this is my view is why do you align with any certain politician and vote against your interest? Why not just say, okay, if, if, if we are mandated to get, let's say, let's say car insurance, let's just use car insurance because uh, Medicare and politicians are so such hot topic. Yeah. We're mandated by the government. This is way off topic. We're mandated by the government. This is my own thoughts. I'm just an average idiot moron. Just trying to figure life out. Well, we're mandated by the government to get a private company. I have to get Virgil's um, a car insurance. No, why not just, okay. I know no one wants to pay taxes, but if it's already mandated by the government, the government's going to force you to do it just have if you're a registered driver or something then just if you if you got a registered license and a registered car then you have insurance you have bare basic now you can move up in premiums and packages and plans now i like the idea of of soul uh, what's it called? I like the idea of Medicare for all. I know a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people give me shit. They call me a crazy liberal and call me a yeah. uh, whatever. But yeah. I think if, if you if you a hundred percent only agree with whatever a certain politician says and you don't look at it, there's nuance in everything. You know, we ha we live in a world that's so reactionary. On Fox News said this versus CNN said that versus my favorite politician said that. Guess what? None of these politicians—they're all lawyers, they're all ball washers, and they're all liars. They're good sale. They're super good. They're used car lemon salesmen, as all these politicians are, and we all know all of them are corrupt. All of them are crooked, and they go on and they tell us what we should and shouldn't think, but we don't utilize that, or we don't utilize our own knowledge and say, hmm. Would Medicare for all, do I wait already right now in today's world? Do I already wait four hours in the emergency room for a broken leg? Yes. Now is it every emergency room and every hospital or everywhere? Are you going to wait? Yes. Now, do is everybody in England, do they have to wait? Yes. Now, is that an issue? Why? Well, we already live in a world where most people have to be on Medicare anyway. And those people on Medicare, they can't just go to a doctor. They have to go to an emergency room because the system's already flawed. The system's already broken because people, 78% of all Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Most of the time, let's say you're, let's say I'm working, I'm making $15 an hour, 17. I, I actually, let's use my reel right now. I make 1740 right now as a welder. The average welder rate's like 23 something. My old lady doesn't work. Now, when she did work, she was a waitress. Now, you only get a couple of days a week there, but you have to rely on somebody else to pay your bills because you make two bucks an hour. The system all the way is flawed. The all the way is broke. But we live in a world where success and capitalism, and I love capitalism. I think it's beautiful, but I'm talking about Fox News, CNN yeah, yeah. view of it. We live in a trigger happy world where you're on this side or you're on this side and there is no nuance ever because we have these politicians who are sitting there and dividing and i see it in our own world i see it in our i see it everywhere and i'm just like none of this is real all this is flawed all this is fake all this is bullshit guys you, i'm voting against my interest here 
uh, but I'm also getting called a communist and I'm getting called a fascist at the exact same time. None of it makes any sense. It's all oh, yeah. upside down. I, I, I agree with you. Listen, I, I, it's, it, we shouldn't have the two sides, right? It should be, what's this person going to do for me, my family? Right. How are we going to benefit? Me, I'm at the point where, I mean, I, mean, I, I have pretty strong views on, on certain on certain pers- people in, in office, right? But I, I believe it should be, what's that person going to do for me? You know what I mean? I, I gave up on politics really after 2016. So did I. Um, that, that, that whole showboat and pushing one guy out to push another guy in. I mean, I, I gave up. I mean, after that, I don't care who wins after that. Yeah, I'm at the point where- page, Hold on, well, well, my Facebook page right at the night of 2016 when we found out was this is the death throes to America, not because of a certain individual, but because of the showboat and the sensationalism and the brass. Like now did the, a lot of these things work out good? Yeah, but with, all with, the way around, with, I, didn't, I with, was to like- To me it was, and, and I'm not a Bernie, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a Bernie supporter, but when they pushed out Bernie, for the DNC to push Hillary in, and I was out. I was like, listen, I don't know who's going to win here, but it ain't good. Because, listen, something's corrupt here if they're pushing one guy out. And this is not the first time he was told to shut up and sit in the corner. Right. So, uh, uh, and it's crazy because everything's out there. The videos, everything's out there. People would just do their own diligence, stop being followers, do their own diligence. So, to me, I'm at the point where I don't care who's in office, right? I, I care more about the Senate and Congress than the president because they're, they're constantly pushing, put, putting the laws in. But at the end of the day, I just want to know what the tax laws are. Right. Just tell me what the tax laws are. So I know how I need to plan 2023, 2023, 2024, and so on. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? That's, that's all I care about. You yeah, know what I mean? People put too much emphasis on um, the federal end of stuff a lot the presidency alone the president doesn't and our beautiful system and the way the uh, constitution set up we're not built for our we're not built on kings and emperors and no. to, to to one president could say to another president and just up and everything they've done so nothing's got accomplished in the past 20 years pretty much nothing has got accomplished except we have good clips for youtube and not that goes from bush all the way up to biden now they shouldn't dictate our lives. It should be our school board or our, our local mayor. These people who have real influence, I can go down and voice my grievances. You know, you're talking about the first three, you're talking about the first five freedoms of the first amendment. You know, when you voice your grievance or you petition the government or you stand for your re- religious rights, you could do that at your mayoral standpoint or your mayoral election even up to state. You, the furthest you can affect anything is you can go up to your state representative. Any far after that, it's all lawyers, case drill, yeah. lobbyists. It's all, but that's and, what gets the clicks. And, and and that's what people either don't remember or didn't learn in school for some reason, or just don't 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 educate themselves on. Those are the primary levels that we should be worried about as everyday people. You know what I mean? You know, people people don't get it. Like we're not used to in this country. We're not used to. Uh, rioting and, and shit like that, like they do in other countries after voting, after voter fraud. You know, when a whole voter fraud, they don't care where you stand politically. Listen, it's been going on around the world forever. That's why they have all these riots and shootings, you know what I mean, in these other countries, because right. something, something ain't kosher, you know what I'm saying? So, but people don't wanna, you know, 
ignorance is bliss. You know what I mean? Ignorance is bliss. So, you know, denial is not just a river in Egypt. You know what I mean? It's, it's easy to be, oh, no, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> that's, that, yeah, that's, a, dude, that's, that's such a, yeah, that's true. I see a lot of people just put their head in the sand and they just wait yeah. for their certain favorite politician, whether it's on the left or the right, to dictate yeah. what they say. And it's just like, look, um, people didn't like the way, uh, People didn't like the way the election turned out. And unfortunately, whether you call it an insurrection or not, call it an insurrection. I don't know. I just had this conversation with someone the other day. They were calling me out on it. They go, you consider yourself an educated guy? I was like, maybe. And they said, uh, how can you not call it an insurrection? And I was like, because there was no guns involved. They said, well, did someone die? And were, was the crowd pushing the fact that what was going on inside the building? Stop if there was guns or anything. What was yeah. going on? I said, they were trying to vote they were trying to figure out the vote and they said okay now what was the goal of the protest i said the goal of the protest was to stop the vote and they said okay do we live in a world and then you know did you process elect uh, of elimination yeah. i was just like gosh that does kind of sound somewhat like a like an insurrection just not really large really big so i don't know it's well, such trigger happy it's so it's so driven that, that person that made that comment to you i I can shut them down easily with facts. Okay. Watch the videos. First, first one off the top is a guy named Gary. Um, Joe Rogan did a whole video on it, a podcast. On it. So many people did a podcast on it. There's a guy named, I forgot his last name, his name is Gary, right? He walks around with a Trump hat, right? He's telling people, no, we got to go this way. We got to go this way. And yeah. people are calling him feds, feds. You know what I mean? And he was like, and think about this. Who? the right mind says well he's yelling well i might get in trouble for this but it's worth it how come he was never picked up how come yeah. he's not on the list to be picked I up wish, i wish i wish people would have never followed that was my whole point of it is i believe Listen, that those were all federal i believe they were federal agents they were look it, here's more public public record that people look up there was close to 40 different groups there yeah right yeah. there's videos on instagram where you have these Trumpers or whatever you want to call them, right? They're not doing anything wrong. They're telling cops in riot gear, hiding behind the building, hey, how come you're not stopping this? So you tell me, yeah. how come that's not being broadcast? The videos are there. Yeah, the, the, it's not being videotaped right. somewhere else. Yeah, huh? somewhat right. I mean, if you even go back to like 9-11 and how certain certain different missions was happening on 9-11 where... I, I'm and, not as. And you're right. It wasn't an, an insurrection because if it was, there'd be a lot more people down there with guns proving a point. Right. That was my. That was my whole situation. For, for for the people to say, oh well, it wasn't. You don't get it. The reason why it, I, I'll make this part quick so we get off, so we can get off politics. The reason <laughs> why Trump has so many followers, right, of different nationality, different nationalities, is because. The fact of the matter is, right, people are tired of the bullshit. Right. And he was going to go in there like a bull in China shop. He said it himself. I don't care about me. They're not after me. They're after you. This happened. If people pay attention to history, right, we pay how much for our cell phone? And how much we pay a month? How much is that a year? We pay how much for this thing? If people just do their diligence. We're looking up on Facebook while we're taking a shit, right? If we just do our homework, right? We can see it happens in every country. When yeah. people are tired of the bullshit, guess what you get? You get an uprising. It's neighbors and neighbors. It doesn't matter what color you are, what, 
what nationality, what 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 what, what culture. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's why he has the following he has, because people are tired of the bullshit. Yeah, and, and if people a- just listen to what these people are saying, they're tired of it. Yeah, and that's and it, why. And it's, and it's everywhere because you go out anywhere in the anywhere in the in the great United Plains, you you go out and especially the heart of America, and you just say, man, something just doesn't feel right. Something doesn't feel right, and it's not race relations because I think our race relations are actually really really good, way better yeah. than what was when I was coming up. So it's not that. Uh, I think it's a lot to do with wages. I think it's a lot to do with the Glass-Steagall Act, how um, uh, in the Glass-Steagall Act where uh, different laws to where do, capitalism can run amok, Wall Street can run amok pretty much and, and sensing it all up. So I think a lot of it boils down to, because I was the same guy who um, was for the um, Occupy Wall Street and I was mm-hmm. also for the uh, Tea Party. I was a I was a Richland County, Richland County uh, Blood of Patriots or something, Tea Party. When they first started, it was actually a group of people who just got together. And it was a lot of young guys like me for for the beginning of it. And the idea was to educate, teach each other. What now? What is these? What is, you know, what what did the founding fathers? What did they try to build? What was the enlightenment period? What what does it try to, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we had at that time, you had Occupy Wall Street. And that's what I think it all boils down to is Occupy Wall Street and the run amok of money. And like you look at the cross currency of when people don't get paid, they get irritable, agitated. Yeah. Right oh, yeah. of inflation right now, 40% of all money or something. I think I can't remember the number. Printed now. Last, yeah. Was printed last year. That's yep. scary. That's insane. We're starting to see the effects today. And, and, and we already know Bitcoin's kind of like the way out, maybe. But then again, it's like, with Bitcoin, think about it. There's only just 21 million Bitcoins, right? 19 million of it sold. You only have 2 million left. That's why it's so damn expensive. Right, but it's that's going to change because I don't It's not, I don't think, and I could be wrong, I don't think it's going to be a store of value. I think it's going to be our new currency where it's going to break down to Satoshis, but people are going to keep it just like a stock. People treat it like a stock. People treat it like an investment, and it's not supposed to be an investment. It's supposed to be a currency. Used. But look at some of these countries that they're taking Bitcoin now. Right? Right. Isn't it El Salvador or yep, one of them taking strictly one. Bitcoin? Yeah. Listen, it, it is scary time. Whether well, people want to believe right now, it is scary time. It's even scarier now because of this war that's going on. Right? This is not a small country. Right. The guy, the, the red country, right? I, I don't want to say it too loud because I don't know how it affects the algorithm. But he made it very clear the other day to pay for his gas, well, right, you can only pay in gold and ruble, right? right? Taking off the dollar. Why did we go into Libya? Off the because dollar. of gold. Yeah. Why did we go into Iraq? Same thing. They were going to say, listen, we're, we're going to do a gold thing. Listen, when, when, when Obama was president, right, we went into Libya. Libya, uh, Gaddafi in Africa said, listen, we've got a lot of oil here, a lot of gold here. We want to go, we want to do it on the gold standard, and that's how we want to get paid. United States is Listen, United States with the people, and I love this country, but we are a bunch of bullies. Yeah. United States and other other countries, you know, it's it's something called the New World Order, right? They're like, yeah, we ain't having it. You got to remember something. Nixon took us off the gold standard. Before he was able to put us back on the gold standard, which he he was going to do, the problem was he got impeached. Remember, he stepped down, right? Because the whole Watergate. And the whole Watergate, listen, that's a whole rabbit hole itself because look what's happening Look what happened in the previous administration. How come no one's called Watergate then? So anyway, that's a whole rabbit hole itself. And and that to me is just logic. So when I hear people say, 
you know, oh, well, this guy, it's, it's illogical to take their names out of the equation. You know, you hear it all the time, you know, make a list, pros and cons, pros, cons, and pros. You take both these guys, make a list. The shit that this family has done and is doing, there's no way in hell the previous administration would have gotten away with that shit. No way in hell. And yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean just call it for, and people won't call it what it is. Right. Oh, well, no, 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 no. Listen, everybody's scared. It's not rocket science. Helen Keller and Stevie Wonder can see it. Take a piece of paper, put <laughs> a line down the middle. This is what candidate A is doing, what candidate B is doing. Tell me who's the bigger fuck up. Yeah, I see, I see a lot of uh, changes. Well, and, the, and these topics are these topics are something that never gets touched on in the green industry. And and that's another way of something. The reason why I like talking about Bitcoin or I like talking about different theology stuff, because I think we as business owners should be smart enough to see the nuance, see the gray, be able to disagree. Like uh, if me and you don't agree politically, fine. There's no reason that uh, we have to murder each other at this end of it. Because my na- downstairs neighbor, he, we and him do not agree politically at all. And sometimes yeah. we talk, you know, whatever. But guess what? Like, I always stomp and romp around up here. He stomps and does it. Well, he's old. He don't relate. Yeah. But he don't, he don't care. We get along good. I do a lot of stuff with him. We actually work in the same factory together. We're really good friends. And that's what I think the beauty of living in a society to where it's been, we've allowed media. We, they look at something like the, um, let's say something kind of, kind, off the topic like they give us transgender bathrooms and at the same time when transgender bathrooms is going on what what that was a smoke screen that was because most people look say it or not if you look like a girl sound like a girl whatever no one's going to say anything for you going in there no one's going to say anything okay but if you if you incentivize it and you kind of stir up the kind of gen it up and get the heat going well that allows our politicians to do something in the cover of darkness now what what got done that we don't know about we'll find out in a few years from now you know, yeah, and, and that's where all the danger happens. <laughs> yeah, and that's where all the danger happens to where what or, or look at what could happens with uh that that new guy. Uh uh he's uh he he finds all these pots. Gosh, I can't think of his name right now, but he, he he's like a, a journalist that uh-huh. uh, he is a journalist that um vent starts with a V. Gosh, I can't remember his name, but he, he 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 does hidden camera stuff and busts out these journals all the time, and he does a great job. But now they're trying to kill him. They're just like Julian Assange. They're taking out Julian Assange. They take out all these different whistleblowers, and all these whistleblowers are the only way we're getting our our truth. They're the only way we're getting any of freedom. And oh yeah, and, 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 that, and you know what's crazy? The people that want to turn the blind eye, um, they don't. It's like they don't want to see it. The people that are coming forward to, to say, hey, listen, this is what's going on, they're, they're the ones that their lives are in danger. Right. Because here they're trying to expose, listen, you know, you're being screwed. This is what's going on. But meanwhile, no one's looking at them at their life being in danger over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was watching hair toss is what I was thinking of. No, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. I remember when they went in there and seized all that shit. But yeah. going back to finance, like I talked about with um with Brian Gardner, the trucker. Right, I reached uh, out you know, him, him, Yeah, him and I used to be big contributors to certain channels, financial contributors. You know, we stopped. You know what I mean? He had his reasons, I had my reasons. And um, uh, him and I were talking one time about finance and stuff. And um, obviously there's good finance, bad finance. And um, 
I think, and you and I, we, you touched on it. You touched on it earlier. I think, and it probably goes for a lot of industries. I think a lot of guys in the long care industry don't realize the uh, finance options that are out there and what's available for their future and what they should be thinking about their future. Unfortunately, because we we should be thinking about our futures, retirement, and and how do we pay for shit so we're not getting screwed over by certain equipment or, or financing stuff. Um, that's why in a way, I, I, some of the channels that are out there, uh, I feel like they're, some of the channels are pretty good. You know, some of them are, are entertaining, um, but I, I don't feel like there's enough um, business side. And, and, and granted, a few people told me that, you know what? They don't get the views. Unless it says new mower 2022 setup and stuff like that. So the, the thing is, how do you get you want the views you know why because what's the point of you what's doing the, the work right. and how you get your message out there you know somebody somebody might say well you know it's not about the views because oh you're just thinking about the money no think about it well yeah the money is great because that covers for the equipment or whatever and your time but more importantly more importantly if you're getting the views that means you're getting your message out there right yeah 100 agree and that's how you gotta look at it if you're not getting the views, that means you're not getting your message out there. Well, and and yeah, I mentioned having a, um, not on this one, but I mentioned to Juggernaut before, we're just throwing up a Patreon page where I, I was kind of really hesitant on having a Patreon page or even enabling, which I, I'm not able to, but enabling the, uh, uh, the contribute button at the bottom. Now, why would you do that if you have a business? What's the point of it? It's like, well, the time and money that it takes to make this content, and if someone consumes it, if they enjoy it, they don't have to be a patron. They don't have to contribute, but it's like also a good thing. Where I was pushing you mean, him. You, maybe mean your, you mean for your channel, you mean? Right, yeah, I talked about it okay, on my listen, channel. So so there's nothing wrong. Well, let's, say, let's say I was to devote time, because I thought about it. I, I contacted people on Fiverr, because I have a lot of plowing stuff. Uh, one of the videos I talked about the plastics, like I mentioned before, the orange and yellow. Um, first of all, I, I don't care how much money you make in, in your side, in, in your day job, long care, plan, whatever. There's nothing wrong with getting another avenue of income. Right. Since when is it wrong right. for, pay, for uh, YouTube to pay you? Why right. is it wrong for you to have uh, your Patreon or your membership? There's nothing wrong with that. It's another avenue for you and your family to generate income. They're paying for your knowledge. That's like someone saying, that's like you going to, like my son now, he's, he's in the union, he's in the electrical union, right? And uh, he goes work four days, he's one day in school. Yeah, that's what the union, how the union has him. You know, you, you pay them, like if he was to branch out one year and go on his own, right? You're paying for that person's experience. Yeah. Right? You're paying that $65 an hour for him to do $150 an hour for him just to put your, 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 your let's say, your ceiling fan up. And someone will say, well, that's a lot of money, don't you think? Well, let's see. I went to school. I went. I paid my dues. I paid my union dues forever. I went to school for so long. You paid my knowledge. So when you're doing your, your YouTube or your, your, your podcast, there's nothing wrong with having your a PayPal link, your Patreon link, or your, your membership. Because for one, you're doing it for a number of reasons. One, generate income for your family. Right. Two, let's say he wasn't going to do that. 
let's say you take, you need all that money to put it back into your equipment. It's not, it's not right and not fair to you to take money out of your lawn care business and put it into your podcast and not get money back. Yeah, that makes no. Yeah. In order for you to run your podcast, you need the donations. Right. You need yeah. the donations for you to get your word out. Right? If they, people want to support, want the word out, they're going to pay it. Right. Yeah, that's totally yeah. That's and I think our our genre is still so uh, are still so small and so new to yeah. all of it. Yeah, where we're just now, where Kevin and all these other guys are just now getting some light shed with yeah. their with their ASMR transformational tall grass videos, where we're gonna start seeing a lot more people flood in, whether we oh, know yeah. it or not. It's coming and it's coming quick. You know, so that's what we, get in now if you want to have a video. Get in now because in time, you know, a thousand. A thousand subs used to be a lot. Now it's you, nothing. You, and, and as far as equipment goes, right, I, I want to touch on this too, man. As far as equipment goes, you know, I mentioned this before, and, and you mentioned it slightly about, you know, about equipment and, and envy and stuff. Listen, and I was, I was talking to Jim and him about it too one night. And um, listen, if all you have and can afford is a craftsman mower, then use what you can afford. 100%. You can make YouTube videos. With a craftsman mower, a craftsman weed eater, and a craftsman blower. Yep. There's a guy on YouTube now. I forgot the name of his channel. I have a screenshot of it. I don't know where he is. Yo, he does tall grass videos with a push mower. You was talking about him the other day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try to check hey. him out. But what, Dude, I'm not good for him. He's in my phone. I'm going to have to find it and send it to you. Other I got to find it. Southeast by Softwash is another uh, pressure washing company. He says your gear or your mission drives the gear you need because he also sells uh, skids, pretty expensive yeah. soft wash rigs where he okay. high dollar stuff. But he'll tell people, look, you probably don't need this. Don't contact me unless it's this, this, and this. Because he's he was he's about taking your money, but I think he's got some sort of morals about him because he say like, yeah. If you can do it with a two gallon a minute machine or whatever, your your mission, what you're doing, your work is going to drive the gear you actually need. I don't need to go out and spend two thousand dollars on a hot wash system to where I don't. I'm never going to use my. I might. You can rent. My point is, you can rent. If you can rent and make keep your profits high, if you're only doing one or two jobs a year, you don't need an eight thousand dollar. Oh yeah. You know what I mean. No, you know. Well, it's it, the same thing with big mowers. You don't need the big fancy. If you no. can get away with, if you're no. only doing a couple yards a week and you got a push mower, a $300 Husqvarna push mower, go I, with I, that. I, I yeah. can I, I can make a trailer tomorrow, just make it all craftsman shit and just do videos of me cutting lawns, which is my craftsman stuff. Yeah. Anybody. And I'm, and I'm getting paid to my lawns. Right? Anybody can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we, we didn't. It, it's it, and nothing I wanted to touch on real quick that I don't know. If, I don't know if it came out the wrong way. Listen, up. I got nothing against the people selling the form, like the stuff that I sent you. Free. I got nothing against the people that want to sell their stuff because I will never. I don't want to sound like I'm ever knocking another person's hustle. If your hustle is to sell programs, then that's your hustle. You know what I mean? That, that's what you want to do. You want to make money selling programs and t-shirts and contracts. I mean, listen, Johnny Moe last year, he was selling some kind of form right. for 20 bucks where everybody's, listen, you, you've got, you've got bills to pay. That microphone costs money. 
that headphones cost money. Yeah. Did it come from money from podcasting or did it come money from your job or, or lawn care or power wash? Yeah. yeah, I wish it came you from took it. You didn't take it from money that you got for podcasting. You took the money from somewhere else. So you right. know what? You need to recoup that money. So what do you do? You got to put down a link. Hey, listen, if you want to support the channel, you know, you're not donating anything, but um, I, I don't, I, I guess you have to, I don't know what you have to do to get a membership. But um, to, uh, what do you what do you have to do to offer memberships? I don't really know. I'm not even at my YouTube part yet. Like I still got like a thousand hours to go before I can even. Okay. YouTube. Okay. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with asking. Let's say you let's say you you can ask for membership, right? There's nothing wrong with it because think about it. It costs time, money. It, you got to run that the the, the the internet, the, the headset, the mic. What if the mic goes? What if it, it right. should cost money? You shouldn't be taking, that's like robbing Peter to pay Paul. Let me take money out of my power washing account to put in my, to put in my podcast. I mean, my podcasting should be just, should be just a podcast generating money. Yeah. I won 1000% agree. The people don't look at the media stuff. Like I had someone comment the other day uh, saying I, I spit into a bottle and they said, can't you do that on your own time? And I thought to myself, this is my time, but at the same yeah. time, I'm making a content for them. But if they were paying me, which they're not, I'm getting no, I have, you know, I have no, you know, whatever. So I'm thinking, so I commented back, said, you don't have to watch. Like, no, you don't have to watch. I said, I was kind about it. Do say, do we have to watch this on, can't you do that on your own time? I said, no, you don't have to watch. And that was, my, and yeah. they unsubscribed, fine. Yeah. But yeah, like, don't watch the channel. Don't watch yeah. the channel. Because right now, no one's paying me to do anything at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, if that guy was kicking me a couple, kicking me a couple bucks or whatever, and asked me nicely to, hey, I was gonna say, it's not like he's paying you or she, whoever it is. Right. Yeah. And it, well, it kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, what in the world? Like, of all the negative comments that you can think of, it was me. It was me spitting. Yeah. You know, like, can't you do that on your own time? I was like, whose video do you think you're watching? Like, what, what are you talking about? You're done. This like, is my time. I'd be like, here's another idea. Make your own damn podcast and you don't spit in a bottle. How about them apples? <laughs> well, yeah. And that's the thing is there's so much time and so much work that goes into it. Like you said, you're kicking around. I like the idea of you kicking around the idea of um, uh, doing like a long care news where one love did a long, did a long, did a whatever, whatever before he did uh long care news, but he walked away from it. Whatever the reason, I don't know. I wasn't watching at that time, but for someone to actually do a long care news, I think that'd be a good segment to break into. I think that's a great idea. I, I hope you end up doing something like that. I, I want to do it. And, and I mentioned it to one love a while ago. I want to do it where it's, um, I wouldn't even bring one love into it. I mean, maybe I would, I don't know. I, don't no, I, asked, I, only, I didn't, I don't know if I was going to bring him in really. I asked him if it was okay. Because it was really his idea. Right, it is his idea. That's what I'm saying. He did it for years before. So I, I didn't see he, him. I messaged him on Instagram, and he said, "Yeah, but the, you know, you want to take me wrong with it. I want to make a segment where it is really just long care news. Right. Talk about the H H two B program. Just so people understand it. Either that, or talk about what new fertilizer program, or new fertilizer chemical came out, or uh, like a brief thing. Hey, you know, this came out, or like." Why is fertilizer so expensive right now? Because of Russia. This is fertilizer, ammonia this went up way a while ago. Yeah. Russia knew this was gonna happen. They were hoarding ammonia nitrate for a long, long time. So all farms. 40% of it of the world, they were hoarding it because they knew shit was gonna hit the fan. So 
that's why but people don't realize the, the, the long-term effects of how it affects food and, and, and everything else. Um, I mean, listen, lawn care is a, um, what's what I'm in for? It, it, it's, it's a service that people don't need to, to have. They right. can mow their own lawn. They can follow their own a four or five set scott program themselves. You know what I mean? And, and treat their own lawns or whatever. Luxury, luxury service. It is luxury service. So I, I wanted I, I wanted to do one segment where lawn care, lawn, the, the lawn care news week where a brief, like a 20 minute shot or 30 minute shot of just what's going on in real lawn care. These are laws that change real quick. There's a new fertilizer that just came out. If you do, if you're into fertilizer, or there's a new bug that insect that came out, please watch out for this, and uh, or what new law, whatever, or just something brief. You know what I mean? Make maybe quick weather thing real quick and make it that a little entertaining, obviously, because you know I am entertaining. So I'm trying. But, to, I'm trying. I like what you're trying to do because what I'm trying to do is have a coalition of people together. I want to put it under the banner of like juggernaut media and have like yeah. Kevin be the head of it. And he's kind of shot me down on it. He's just, he's got so much different things going on. But I'm like, yeah. dude, like I offer a podcast. Like, why can't I make videos, like make a whole new channel under a banner and mm. like, uh, cause you can, you can look at analytics and see what channel's doing best, what's doing best, but like have a channel of like um, a media channel of lawn care guys that coalesce together, divvy it up. However, I don't, I don't know that back end of it, but just ride each other's coattails. And then get a message, find a consolidated message that's important, like uh, have a long care news segment on it, have like uh, someone like me that's like uh, just talking to someone on different segments. And the whole idea of you go to that channel, it's more for total informational, no entertainment, but it's like you get the long care news on that channel, you get to get the backstories on certain people and different topics. And I don't know, just like the juggernaut media idea i've been trying to push i've been trying to push kevin into do it and people just consolidate and get her together to find a consolidation message to broaden out because we all have a reach and i just want to touch as many lives as possible with spreading the idea of hey if you not the idea of entrepreneurship but the idea of side hustle too you know simple stuff like i don't i don't know it's just little things that i've been Bouncing. He, he's he, he's got he's got a lot of play. He sent me um and, and I could I, I felt bad because he was messaging me three o'clock in the morning. It's raining and I, and I can't get the bags up. I'll, I get wear rubber gloves because you don't know all this garbage is. The one thing about prop about street sweeping is what people don't understand is you spend more time outside the truck than you do in the truck. Yeah. Because when 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 you're bidding, the garbage cans have to get empty. You have to buy the bags. You know what I mean? And then you have to dump them. You either use one, more than likely you have to pay for a dumpster somewhere. So he was messaging me. It's like three o'clock in the morning and I felt bad. So I'm trying to message him back and shit. And uh, he, he's like, yo, you got to put a GoPro here. And, you know, he's talking about street sweeping and and um, time is my problem. A great idea. But I knew a guy in Florida that had a video, YouTube channel and it was called, I think it was called Parking Lot Treasures. And basically it's, He's, he's, he's in Florida, he's in his shorts and wearing his Crocs. He's getting in that truck just to pick up stuff. Because my truck, I can't pick up diapers and stuff. And you find stuff. You find a lot of money, right? Wow. Yo, I found, yo, I found brakes. Like someone actually took a, a, a hand truck. They put a, 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 brand, a brand new moving blanket and brand new uh, uh, dollies 
They, they covered up these boxes. And in these boxes were brand new, never opened brakes for a Cadillac ATS. They either fit the Cadillac ATS from 2017 to 2020, something like that, or new Camaro. It's got a list of all new cars. So someone stole them, yeah. covered them up, then they cut them back. Now, the problem is they're on the grass by the end, near the entrance of ShopRite, of the shopping center, right? I can't leave anything on you the ground. You have to take that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yo, I found one time seven, you know, I found one time seven cases that were expired, seven cases of vape juice with nicotine. <laughs> they were all expired. I'm like, what am I gonna do with this shit? I yeah. want to throw them out, but I, mean, yeah. I asked my friends, I'm like, yo, you guys, you can sell that shit. I'm like, yo, can I get in trouble? It's got nicotine in it. I mean, I mean, it expired 2019. I just found them a few months ago. I don't know how long that store had them. Yeah. But um, I um, I found that you, you constantly find money here, especially on windy days. You constantly find 20, 30. I found a wallet one time, no ID. I had like books and stuff in there and it had 80 bucks. I found, uh, you, you obviously come across your, your needles a lot, a lot of diapers, uh, colostomy bag, unfortunately. I don't know who the hell throw that in a parking lot. Tires, brake, people doing brake jobs and shit like all stuff you, your truck can't pick up. But uh, I'm trying to think good wise, something of value. Um, the brakes, vaping, and money. That's pretty much it. So you, 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 the garbage cans have to be cleaned. The, 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 the sidewalks have to blow up everything off the sidewalks onto the street. And then all the grass, all the grass can't be, there can't be any garbage on the grass. So when you're bidding. You gotta clean it all. Yeah, so you have to, cause a lot of people say to me, well, how do you bid that? Like by the space, by the length of the parking lot, by the spaces? Well, no, it's time because you're not cleaning the whole parking lot every night. You're doing mostly, you know, their main priority is the garbage cans. Those gar certain garbage cans, like around, like, like I want to do Walmart, but I, I did do Walmart I learned my lesson, but like last year, I think it was the garbage cans always overflowing. Target a lot of times, the garbage cans overflowing. Um, so that's after one day. You know what I mean? So, so every night have to do every night. Yeah, my only night off is Tuesday. So two it worked out to be Tuesdays because I needed one night to myself and at the time my wife's a nurse. So before she got sick, and then uh it was our night just to hang out. Yeah. So, but she would come out with me in the truck because this was our gig, you know what I mean? So, but, um, and Tuesday night, I realized that, because you get paid, I get paid every month, the same amount every month, doesn't really matter. How much garbage, how little garbage, some months I pay up more garbage, some months less garbage. So, um, you, you, you got to spend more time outside the truck, you know what I mean? Cleaning the parking lot is the easy part. You, you know what I mean? Backpack blowers and stuff. Well, no, I just take the blower to blow the the, the garbage, the to, to blow the cigarette butts and stuff off the sidewalk into the street, and then my sweeper. When I'm done, the last thing I do at every site, I have five sites. The last thing I do at every site, then run the sweeper. Right. Because that part is the easy part and the quickest part. I lose time doing the garbage cans, hand picking the garbage, blowing off the sidewalk. Because you look at one shopping center, how long would it take you to walk the whole shop, you know, do the garbage cans, hand pick all the lawns. I mean, all the islands yeah. have grass. You got to get all the garbage off there. What are you doing? You're hand picking them. 
So that's where you lose your time. As far as cleaning the parking lot, that's the easy part. Because you, you, you can clean it up in no time and your truck's doing all the work. You know what I mean? Them truck's pretty high dollar, man, I take it. It is, but I have a simple truck. My Swarov my swore sits on a, uh, a 2017 Silverado. So picture taking a 2017 Silverado single cab, taking yeah. off the bed, and the sweeper sits on the, where the bed goes. And the sweeper goes off the sides? It, it's one big unit that sits on the frame. Yeah. But it, it drops right behind my cab. Oh, so take off oh, the bed of your pickup truck. Yeah. Your, your pickup truck at the plow. Was that a single cab or yeah, a single cab? Yeah, single cab. So, so think about it. Take the bed off your truck. And the whole blower, one piece, yeah. gets dropped on top of there. So basically, it's got a vac, it's got two vacuums, right? It's got a carriage on the bottom. The carriage, you drop the carriage, and then I have a two-yard box in the back where it'll hold two yards worth of garbage. It's small. Yeah. I only sit on a fifteen hundred chassis. Yeah. So, but it's enough of what I do. I don't do street construction or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, point of entry on that, you can get a used one. Well, like maybe 50, 60,000 miles, you can pick up, pick up a used one for like 30 grand. New, well, now trucks are even more expensive, but back then, yeah, you pick one up for under 100 grand, you know what I mean? So, wow. but you don't have to get that. You can start off with a, a garbage can on a dolly, some bags, the little dustpan with a broom, you know how it drops down? You can, and garbage bag, you can start cleaning parking lots, small parking lots with just that. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good up. I was looking at different upsells on uh, parking lot, uh, the striping, painting, the, yeah, yeah. you know, doing small parking lot. And I'm not talking about like Walmarts and the big yeah. stuff, but small mom and pop ones. You can go in there and figure out your price to paint, figure out how much you want yeah. per hour and work it up and be like, hey, your parking lot, you know, kind of looks pretty dull. Paint the line. Oh, yeah. Listen, I, I was talking to uh this guy Ron, he, I, I, I'm sure you've seen Ron. Ron, Ron's power washing. Yeah, very bright, very bright gentleman. And um, uh, I was talking about Billy Davidson. Billy Davidson's got, you know, I'm sure you heard of Billy Davidson on YouTube. Okay. He does, he does power washing. He sells packages. He does the whole striping thing. He does the equipment, whatever. But whenever, whatever he does, he's always power washing. He's right. power washing parking lots. But someone told me that he has to do it where he is because it's very moldy and dirty, whatever. I had never seen anyone power wash a parking lot before they stripe it. The, like with the two of the shopping centers that I do, they're under the same property management company. And this guy had, I don't know when his contract is up. This guy had a three year contract just to do the striping and the, the handicap parts. And then obviously when COVID hit, everybody was doing pickups. So he had to get, they were having stencils made and he would have to, get the right paint to get the stencils printed on the parking lot. Anyway, that's all, that's actually a lawn care guy. He does lawn care during the day and he does striping at night. That's a good idea. You know, dude, this guy, they, if there's garbage in the parking lot that I gotta pick up, right? Don't let me, I always ask, you know, you gonna, or don't let me know where they're gonna be. Cause supposedly the paint dries quick. I never want to take a chance cause I don't want to get the paint on my truck. But, they, they don't blow anything off. They actually walk around my garbage. Mm. They'll leave my garbage in the middle of the spot. I, they know I'm coming around anyway. And then they, they just paint it. Yo, they, they, they sit on a machine, right? And this is, this, is, this is last year. The year before, 
They didn't even have that. They had like a walk behind machine that I think he said he paid like two grand for it on Amazon or something. And um, dude, he, he's got a, 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 a seven by 14 trailer. Now he's got two machines and they're sit down. But before he had walk behind sprayers, he paid two grand brand new, he buys the paint and, right. and think about it. He's got a three year contract for all that, all these shopping centers. So it's guaranteed money. And you just go paint them whenever they need it, or yeah, that, that's yeah. what I'm like. Yo, how the hell this guy paint? He paints whatever he wants. He paints whenever he wants, whatever he wants. Like one night he might just do all the stop sign. One night he might do uh, all, all the uh, all the handicap because you know the handicap you got the white and then you got the, yeah. the blue over it. And then another time, and then you also got to do the blue by the curves or whatever. Dude, he he just does it however he wants, man. You know what I mean? He's got he's got one nice truck. And he's got a, an old beat up Ford, like a 77 Ford or whatever that uh, that the guys drive around and the nice truck pulls the trailer, obviously. So, but uh, it's money, man. It's not an avenue for money. Yeah. And they don't clean shit. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, day. that's a really good hustle. So, all right. Well, we're pretty far into it, about two hours or so into it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you coming on. Yo, uh, I appreciate it, man. You're uh you're a wealth of knowledge, and I definitely appreciate you. Uh, everybody, uh, we'll send it to your uh, your YouTube, not your YouTube. Well, your YouTube be on there, too, but your Instagram link, that's mostly where you're at. So hopefully you start putting yeah. out YouTube content. Everybody else, uh, all the links will be in the description below. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit all the buttons. Y'all know how it is. Uh, definitely appreciate you. Um, anything else? Let's see. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. I learned a lot. <laughs> appreciate you guys. See you later. Take it easy. Thank <laughs> you.